And we're back again for another episode of Fried Squirms. Yeah, I'm, I'm Danny. I'm Tyler. Nice, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this episode. Uh, a lot of fun watching this movie again, just going back and rehashing it, you know? Oh, yeah, I very, very, very much enjoy this movie. Um, also, uh, we're we're a few days late on it now, but happy holidays since we did just yeah, which Thanksgiving. Yeah, so. another holiday we did. Right. Uh, well, I hope everybody had a, a nice Thanksgiving. Um I had, a, I had a nice one, man. I cooked a little bit. Spent time with my family, my nephews, my sister, my brother and brother-in-law. So it was, it was nice, man. Laid back. How about yourself? No, mine, mine was pretty laid back. Uh, I mean, it's, it's the craziest time of the year in the industry that we're in. Oh, no doubt. And so we're past it all now. So I'm actually having a really good time now. <laughs> yeah, likewise. It's, it is nice where, where you can get through like to those busy phases. So yeah, I'm thankful. And Thanksgiving was like the first day of that, of just being able to like, just brush it off. Yeah, and it coast good. on into the new year. And it man. was good. I had a great dinner, rolled some dice. It was nice. a good time. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I haven't done that in a while. That was fun. Yeah, no, that was a good time. Um, no, that was a good one. And also, I guess, just because uh, we did talk about it in, in the meantime between the last couple episodes is we were originally kind of, and you've probably noticed, episodes have come out uh, every other week. Yeah, it's like we're we're doing it kind of bi-weekly. And we are going to start to make the push to do it every week whenever we can. Precisely, yeah. We want to try to get through as many uh, of our favorites during this time because this is a, a time where the weather can kind of tuck you in, but <clears throat> it kind of motivates us too, knowing the fact that you, we can get a little complacent if not. Right. Well, and not just that, but I think, I think just about every time we get done recording, we'll sit around and talk for a little bit, and we'll end up coming up with, just like in five, five, six minutes, oh, yeah. we'll come up with ten more movies that we want to do. And, and I, like, I think we'll, good... we'll be old men if we even get through like a quarter of the movies that we want to do That's at our current point. at our current rate. But you know that the, the good point about that is that we do have a list that we can run off of, so you know it gives us plenty of options to watch. So, so we're going to try to start bringing those to you a little bit more. However, since it is the holiday season, as much as we might push for that right off the bat, we might stumble a little bit at first. Yeah, I mean, I, I know, could definitely it's... see things coming up in the next month or two that would just general holiday things and that could sense, throw yeah. throw a wrench in the works. Yeah, but I think once we get past, uh, like, so the holiday season, so bear we'll with be us. Our stride, yeah. But we're going to start bringing it to you. That's the plan. I wanted to put it out there so that you guys can hold us to it. Yeah. And that way we're, we're pushing it to them. You know, and that gives our, our listeners a good chance, too, to throw out some movie ideas. Uh, you know, if there's something that you, you would like for us to, to review or just want to hear about. So, yeah, throw those out there. And to go along with that, we had never really officially uh, announced a day on which we'd release things. Although, up to date, it's been always Saturdays. Yeah, and I like it's that. kind of just been the day that I've been pushing for, but I think once we get to a more weekly format, the more realistic thing is we'll probably be debuting a new episode every Monday, is what'll be able to get done. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to work the same flow. day that yeah, and you know what? And that way we might be able to keep you a little bit more up to date with like new stuff. Yeah, because, because we'll only be a week happened. out. We also record Mondays, so by the time you hear it, you're only a week out. Yeah, and I think that's a, a good way for us to, you know, catch people up to date on a weekly basis, too, you know, compared to two weeks or three weeks, just depending, you know. But, yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that. 
But yeah, I, I just wanted to, I wanted to let our listeners know that before we jump into this, that that's kind of where things we're landing on because oh i'm so excited we're going to get through so many movies and i can't wait to watch them all likewise especially because we get to do things like this movie yeah which was i'm glad that we covered the second one you know compared uh to to the original reason being because i think it gives us more chance to to enjoy this film um you know maybe give people a different perspective or you know just maybe even fill people in on like there are sequels past the original so yeah i i thoroughly enjoy this one right so let's let's not dance around it we're doing texas chainsaw massacre 2 and let's get straight into how did that make us squeal how does that make you squeal all right so like i said we're uh, we're covering the texas chainsaw massacre 2 uh, the thing I liked about it is they kept the original writer and the original director and uh, Toby Hooper, or yeah, uh, to- Toby Hooper. Toby, yep. Yeah, and uh, you know, if if you're familiar with his films, like I said, he did the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, did Poltergeist, Toolbox Murders, Life I mean, Force. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> exactly. Which I mean, is a this, terrible movie, but, you know, but yeah. it's another Toby Hooper joint. Yeah, it's another Toby Hooper film, and you know, and they're they're fun, man. The thing I like about him is, like I said, he he sticks to a certain format. But he delivers, and uh, like I said, I, I think he did another knockout job with this film. All right. I, first off, I'm really glad we did this one. This is, we were talking a little bit about it earlier, and the only reason I can't say that this is my favorite of the entire franchise is because the original is such a masterpiece. It is, and you know that that's that's another reason I believe we uh, chose to do this film <clears throat> because it would be hard to to, uh, to talk about a film that's probably been covered you know oh, from its inception you know right it, the first one everyone's looked at it i mean I, w- I would love to try to bring it to you in some way but it probably well we'll try to find some way to do something special when we bring it to you i like that yeah so i think some it way we, we can we can give it a, a little bit different of a spin and see what we can do with it for you i like that idea but until we can figure out that way we're probably gonna keep hands off yeah exactly yeah i mean we'll, we'll eventually get to it First off, the first one, not just in horror movies, but in all of movies, the very last end shot is one oh, of my favorite yeah. things ever. Just Leatherface going crazy. It's, a, it's an epic scene. In the middle of the road, she gets away. Yeah. I can't even remember her name, but whatever. She gets away, and he's just going crazy in the middle yeah, of the just road, the middle just of the swinging road. the chainsaw around. I, I fucking love it. It is gnarly to because death. It's, it's, it's such a... A, sus- a suspenseful scene. Uh, it's just a lot of terror in that scene, too. And then, like you said, you have Leatherface just kind of, you know... Just the raw, just... just being really free. And he likes to be really raw with that. Um, just great, man. You're right. That's that's a great scene. So, I, we, I guess we have to give a little bit of background about the first one, though, to really set a lot of the things up for the... Oh, yeah. E- even how does that make a squeal, I think, section of the second one. Because there's a lot of really big touchstones that not just ring throughout this movie but through into other movies too oh yeah uh and leatherface is the very the first movie was supposed to be inspired by true events and i think for years and years and years people thought that it happened yeah which is not true but you know it gives uh it gives the credence or maybe gives that character too the whole 
the whole story a lot more, uh, you know, reality, because that's a hard time to, to go back and like, oh, they don't have the information that we, you know, we have readily available. So they didn't know that. Now, what is true is that parts of it were very much inspired by a real life killer named Ed Gein. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Ed Gein is an influence that we'll actually see crop up in other horror movies as well. Much like when we first covered Reanimator, H.P. Lovecraft will crop up time and time again. Yeah, that's a good point. Ed Gein is going to be another influence as we get to other movies time and time again. Uh, that's a great point. As he was an influence also for like Psycho and like Silence of the Lambs and just you know, other little bits and pieces of things here or there. Yeah, with with the horror genre, that's that's a that was an excellent point. Is that um, you know, you find art will will try to you know replicate or duplicate events that happen in real life, and of course is you know uh, dramatized. But uh, that that's that was like I said, that was a great point, man. Because uh, yeah, you can, you can find a lot of inspiration in real life, you know, and then transform it onto film. But uh, yeah, give an ode to like I said, Ed Gein, which like I said, we'll see throughout. H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, Stephen King, you know, you like the big hitters. Um, yeah, I think that's a that's a good homage they they paid. Absolutely. So so the real parts of it, there. I mean, there's no fucking Leatherface out there. No. Like a bunch of, as far as the first movie goes, the one that was said to be in, you know, based off true events. Fucking a bunch of like college kids didn't stop at some fucking town <laughs> in the middle of Texas yeah, and exactly. get slaughtered by some guy wearing a fucking you know. Human, human face mask. mask. Yeah, human <laughs> yeah. mask. That's not what happened. Yeah, no. The, the, the real parts of it was this dude up in Wisconsin was mostly a body snatcher from a cemetery. Yep. Uh, I'm just going to give it really abbreviated. You could go really deep into Ed Gein. But, oh, yeah. We could spend all day talking about him. Oh, yeah. Um, but that, And he's another... He, it's easy to find information on Gein because, because of the horrific nature of his crimes. He's been covered time and time again. You can go find much more detailed stuff easily. Uh, but he uh, killed a, a few people officially. I don't think it was actually enough to make him a serial killer, though he's usually listed among serial killers. Uh, but he mostly snatched bodies from a cemetery, and he was making... He made, like, portions of a human suit, and, like, a lot of, like, his decorations around his house were made yeah. from, like, human shit... Uh, kind of almost like what you see around the house in mo more realistically in the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah, but definitely in this movie as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it, it goes right back to uh, like I said, some of those scenes that w that you were just talking about, uh, you know, with body parts and flesh being decorated on you know furniture and things like that. So yeah, and exactly. so that was inspiration. That's where that's that's why they're like based on true events. It's wasn't based like that, but you do have this guy that was making like a human suit, had like a belt made of nipples, and like yeah. seriously, like he had a belt made of nipples, like that sort of thing. Uh, and that's where you get eventually get Leatherface from, and Leatherface very iconic. Oh no doubt, like, like I said, if 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 you're any any way familiar with the horror genre, uh, and you start thinking about iconic, um, you know, characters throughout films. He's definitely one of them. I would put him and Michael Myers, you know, from the Halloween series. Uh, you know, it likes the list can go on and on and on and on. But from from this time period, especially from the seventies <clears throat> on forward 
like I said, he played a vital role in, in uh, I guess, future uh, killers and slashers and things like that. Mm-hmm. Basically, that dead skin mask, yeah, the chainsaw, it's all so great. Uh, this is probably, I don't know, I, I would consider this probably the big breakout role for Bill Mosley within horror. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, you know, because I can't think of a, a film prior to that, like maybe just even going back watching films. Uh, prior to that, where he plays a character like this, because this fits right in with him playing Otis, and uh, he, like I said, it's just, uh, just he plays a great part. In right. This film. Well, and here, I mean, really, here's a selling point right off the bat: is if you already like horror movies, and maybe you haven't delved back that far, or maybe you kind of, I mean, I don't blame people who avoid sequels for the most part. No, I understand that completely. Because a lot of sequels do tend to fall short. So maybe you've decided, oh, nothing can stand up, you know, nothing can be as good as the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, but maybe you liked House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects. I think that's a great way Then to you need to watch it. this movie. I would because agree. Because those, they're the same movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Both of them great. are the same movie as each other. Yeah. Um, in regards to it, it involving a family of killers, essentially, you know. And uh, you have Bill Mosley as as a pivotal character in both of those films. So, yeah. You know. uh, with kind of almost the same mannerisms yeah. at times. Oh, yeah. Um, plus, I mean, the first one is about the college kids coming to them. The second one is about a cop coming to get them for revenge. Yeah, exactly, from the original. Um, so, there, yeah, so there's a lot of uh, crossing over going on in, in both both of those films, like you said. And point. and we already know that Rob Zombie was influenced by these because uh, he's even sampled this movie in, in a few of his songs oh, yeah. with Bill Mosley doing the dog wheel hunt. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, like I said, that's that's a that's one if you're familiar with this film, I mean that's that's one of those liners you'll you'll remember. Yeah, so if you like those movies and you haven't come and done this one Watch this movie. Yeah, I, say, I do wanted yourself to say a favor. that right now. And and it's it, you know you're I not investing. Try to sell you. Th- yeah. On this. Well, like I said, a good point too. You're not investing a whole lot of time in it, and I think you're going to come away with uh, a good viewing experience, if nothing else. So, and the other thing is, this is the more humorous version of the first it is. one too. It is. Uh, you know, in regards to, I would say probably the same thing with the Evil Dead, where I feel like the first one was a little bit more serious, scary, wise. You know, kind of the same thing with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and then the second one, which is more of a, a dark comedy of its of its original, which I felt like this one was a lot more dark, you know, humor going on. Right. But um, there, yeah, there, and that is, there is a bit of dark humor in the first one that often gets overlooked because That's a good of point how too. gritty it is. It uh, is. And this, from what I've read, is this was a little bit of a response to that, where Hooper was like, "Look, like this, the first one is kind of funny," and. People remember it as being bloodier than it is, but most of it's just implied. Like, yeah. there's not actually that much blood in the first one. There's That's not that point. much gore. This one, there actually is a bit of blood and gore, yep. and the, some of the humor is kind of in your face. Yeah, it is. And it's just a more bombastic mix of both of them, while still being almost the same movie. Yeah, it's well-balanced. And bringing to the forefront the most interesting part of these movies, which is really the villains. Which is another thing that Zombie kind of ripped off because the Firefly family is way more interesting than anybody else in those oh, in his no movies too. Yeah, because there's so much depth. You know, they have a backstory, and you're you're kind of caught right up to speed with what the hell they they've been doing for X amount of years. 
Uh, same way with uh, the Sawyer family. Right, and yeah. this movie is the one that really expands it, especially by bringing in Chop Top so prominently. Yeah, and you know, and there's the like I said, you get Chop Top uh, brought in, but you also get like I said, we get the return of Leatherface. Uh, you even get uh, Drayton, which is a big character uh, in this film. A little bit of a side character, I believe, in the first one. Mm-hmm. You know, within the family. Yeah, the uh, cook. Yeah, exactly. So, like I said, you get a little bit more depth of, of what this family's about. And we have the late, great Dennis Hopper. Yeah, we do. Um, as Lefty. You know, and, and when I think of Dennis Hopper... Lefty. Lefty. Yeah, Lefty. We were talking about that earlier. Uh, I like the, I like the, how they did that in there. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I, I think of movies like Blue Velvet. Uh, I even, you know, I even went back and watched uh, some of James Dean movies. And I think oh, okay. he was in uh, Rebel Without a Cause. So he goes way back... You know, and then of course, uh, all the way to as ridiculous Super as, Mario. <laughs> right, he was motherfucking King Koopa. Yeah, man. That's I think that's the first time I remember him as like a kid growing. I can up understand that completely. Yeah, when it came out and the age I was and stuff like. Yeah, I mean, super. I mean, he it was, was relevant. King Koopa to me. Yeah. Like that's a good point, man. That's Which a great is great, point. but I mean, but he's fantastic past there. Like, of course, I've seen him in older classics. Oh man, stuff. you know, like so the list could go on with that as well. Um, but yeah, we get Dennis Hopper in this film. Uh, like so, once again, we get Bill Mosley, Bill Johnson who plays Leatherface. Now this, uh, he's which I found out throughout the you know the series, there were several different actors who played uh, characterizations of, of Leatherface. So this is another addition uh, mm-hmm. to the Leatherface family. Uh, Caroline Williams, who plays Stretch, she's the DJ right, in this DJ film. Stretch. Yeah, you know her DJ full name. Stretch. It's it's funny. Her her full name in the movie is uh, Vanita Brock, but. Do they ever say that? I don't think so. It's just like I said, looking at notes and writing down notes. I'm like, I just remember her being I don't remember. Yeah, I remember her being st- every time. That I was it, it was stretch. stretch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. I like how they did have nicknames, Lefty, Stretch, Elegy, which, yeah. you know, being that it was in Texas, is kind of a southern thing, too. I mean, you have short abbreviations like that and nicknames. No, it was cool. I, know, I liked it. Her being Stretch, that was cool. She was a badass. Yeah, so. no, no doubt. No so doubt. that I was cool. That was cool. I, I mean, really, she's... She's a strong woman. She is. Um, she very don't take strong no woman. shit. No. Always uh, turning down the guys she don't want. I liked it too because she, you know, in true Southern fashion, she was um, she was polite about it, but she was very blunt about it as well. Like mm-hmm. she can be just as blunt as she is polite and, you know, maybe a little bit, little bit of a tease, but, you know, um, she knew what she was doing. No, she was great. Uh, who else do we got? Um, like I said, we've got uh, Drayton who plays the cook. Uh, the the, uh, the actor is Jim Seidel. Uh, Right. Um, like I said, he returns as the cook. Um, we have Ken Everett, who plays the grandpa later on in the film, which, you know, I looked at at that time period. I think he was like 35. Like, so he was my age when he played the grandpa character. Wait, what? Yeah, exactly. Like, no, see, I thought it was just like a Muppet through and through or like oh, no, a no. mannequin or something. No, there was, there was an actual guy who played grandpa. But like I said, I, I looked at it and I was like, wow, that's funny because that's, that's right at my age, man. Yeah. <laughs> I could have been grandpa. And uh, LG was another character right. I thought, you know, was like uh, more of a central figure. It was uh, Lou Perryman played LG, Mick Peters. He's a part of the radio uh, broadcast team with Stretch. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, we had these. And like I said, I think these were more of the central actors, characters throughout the film. Right, you have those couple guys in the beginning. Yeah. Nah, yeah, I mean, yeah. they were just there for fodder. You yeah, know? basically, I don't, I don't care about them. They're kind nah. of dickwads anyway. Exactly. As, and we'll get to that here in a few minutes. But the other big thing that bounced out at me, and I'll bring it up, it seems to make a little bit more sense here, 
rather than later on, but it's the very first thing in my notes, is that this was a Golan and Globus production. Of yeah, can, yeah. Can, and it's Canon Films. It is, and I got that too, is the production companies that put this film out, yeah. Canon Films, some of you probably just got excited hearing that out there, <laughs> because they... They're they're a very special film company, in my opinion. Oh, they yeah. they did something very very particular and something something that brought us some very memorable films. And Golan and Globus were these two Israeli cousins, and they made this film company. And there's actually two documentaries out about them that just debuted like within the last like year or two. Uh, they're both supposed to be fantastic. I haven't watched them yet. Uh, one I know one's called Go Go Boys. I can't remember the okay. name of the other one. I have to, uh, you know, I have to keep my eyes up for that. Basically, the company specialized in buying bottom-of-the-line scripts, producing them very quickly for a limited budget, and yeah. just flipping them right away to... Because the scripts they bought, they knew had uh, a certain audience built in because of the things that they... Little things that they contained. Yeah. And so they were always able to kind of just like turn at least a little bit of a profit on them. It's that's, that's not a bad idea. I mean, you know, if, if you're business savvy, it's not a bad idea. And um, so yeah. if, you're, if you're a person that loves movies that are so bad they're good, look no further than the Canon Film Collection. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, they very much... I mean, I just want to name off a couple of the things. Some of these you, you may have seen. Uh, they brought us... Like all the Death Wish sequels. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> that makes sense. Delta Force. Okay. With yep. Chuck Norris. Yep. I'm familiar with which, that. There we go. Right. Like I say, yeah. If you grew up in the uh, in the '80s, late '80s, maybe early '90s, you're very familiar with both of those films. Now, how about Breaking and Breaking Two Electric oh, Boogaloo? You know, uh, <laughs> I'm glad you brought those up, man, because those are those are good films. I mean, even though, like, so you have to remember those were in the '80s, right when breakdancing was like hitting its peak. Uh, but they're fun films, man. You uh, know, easy, good times. That's that, that's cool. I didn't know they did that. How about we also have, as mentioned, Hooper also did Life Force, which he is did, yeah. another terrible, so bad it's good movie. <laughs> yep. Involving like space vampires and shit. Exactly. Uh, uh, but it, enter entertaining, like you said. Right. Then we also have Masters of the Universe. Oh, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, how about we have Bloodsport? Bloodsport, you know, those are two films that I actually saw over in the, the top. Yeah, over the top. Sylvester Stallone. Uh, I like that man. I like where this is going. I believe yeah. they had something to do with Superman Four too. Wow. There, I mean, really, the well, list, you know, the list truly goes on and on. I, I'm kind of trying to just really quickly look through one right no, now. No, I'm still kind of a, uh, thinking about those films you just mentioned with. Uh, uh, Bloodsport, man, because I don't know how many times I've seen that film over and over uh, growing up. Yeah, Yoram Globus was producer on Superman 4, The Quest wow. for Peace. There you go. Wow, they got quite a list, too. Yeah, dude, it it just goes on and on and on. Wow. Cobra. Cobra, there's another one, yeah. Uh, another Sylvester Stallone film. That's a great film, too, by the way, man. American Ninja. Okay, yeah. Uh, was it David Dudikoff? <laughs> and Ninja. Okay. All the ninja movies. Wow. One, two, and three. And wow, or, man. What yeah, was it, those... like one, Revenge of the Ninja? Damn. So, we, you know, I, in an in a, in a awesome kind of a turn of events, I, can, I have a, these guys to be thankful for a lot of films, uh, like on, on basic uh, over-the-air over the stations 
And even like he like said, growing up in the late eighties, nineties, if you had TBS and channels like that, you were familiar with these films. Yeah, like, so USA was another good network to see these films on. If yeah, if movies that are so bad that are good are your thing, there you go, man. Watch. Yeah, this fits right. Canon in. films. I was gonna say this fits in, but barely. Like yeah. this actually is. It's a good film. Oh, I'm not gonna this lie. This is man. better than most canon films. Well, yeah. When you, like far. when you stack them. Oh yeah. Uh, and actually has some really scary bits in it too, in my opinion. Oh, I agree. There's there's rather a good than just jump. being campy. Right. Like no, no. There's there's some intense um, scare scenes if you want to put it in that you know respect. That I, for for reals there are. Uh, so with that in mind, you probably shouldn't. There the, there's a bit of gore effects throughout it. There here are and you there, know, and I'm I'm glad you and said that. Pretty good. The reason being, um, one of the masters, I would I would think. Uh, in the horror genre, uh, Tom Savini helped the, the special effects makeup. Oh, well, there you go. So, you know, I, looking at that, I was like, you know, there's two names that usually I can tell with effects if it's going to be good or if it's going to be kind of shit. Is you, like I so said, you'll see Tom Savini or Howard Berger. Those two guys, you know you're going to get your money's worth uh, in terms of effects. And there you go. So if you don't like gore, like, you can't avoid it. It's in, oh, yeah. It's not... It's not like a consistent thing throughout, no, but it happens really. often enough, and when it does, oh, it's yeah. good enough looking that if that's not your thing, you should probably there avoid were, there was that there was a few scenes in it that remind me of like I said if you're familiar with I don't know maybe uh, like one that we'll eventually get to is the Hellraiser with the skinning stuff like that. There scenes that kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there's blood and gore a little bit in a few scenes. So yeah, I mean, um, like I said, when you look at Tom Savini's film credits. The Dawn of the Dead. He's done From Dusk Till Dawn, Creep Show, Friday the 13th. So, I mean, like I said, some of your big hitters. So, if you're familiar with those films, then yeah, um, then you'll be comfortable with this one. But if you're not, if you don't like that kind of stuff, I'd say, you know, it's probably not for you. Uh, right. If you don't like implied cannibalism. <laughs> exactly. Because there, there is implied cannibalism in this film. Um, I don't know. Uh, there, um, there's not really bit, much sexual content. Not really. There's a little bit. I mean, no. It's just weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's, it's, a, it's like foreplay a little bit, I suppose. Yeah, no, it's with funny. Instruments. It's, <laughs> it, it's more of a joke than anything. Yeah, I mean, really like I said, it's, you know, you got you to gotta consider the context of, of the scene. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't call it anything. No. No, it's nothing like w- with what we've seen prior or what we reviewed not prior. even close no not even I, i'd say the only other thing is that drayton cusses up a storm yeah there's so. a there's a lot of uh coarse language like i said there's blood a little bit of gore um you know like so I so mean, chop top is kind of generally frightening in is. his mannerisms uh and i think because of his character man he, he plays the perfect psycho in this film so there it is there's your warning you know uh, that's how it made us squeal. Yeah, um, I, I will say this before we uh, before we go back into uh, get into the, the guts and bolts here. Okay, oh, is uh, you know you this pays oh too, but like we said with with uh, the Golan and Globus production film, is that it only took them I think right at a month to film this. So it took place from like June and July of '86, and then they put it out I think in August. So, that kind of lines up with the way they do things, you know. And like you said, here's the budget. They, I think, the budget was like four point seven million, which was mm-hmm. a moderate budget for a horror film, I suppose, in those days. And they grossed, uh, I think, like in October that year, seven point five million. And then I think overall, like maybe around eight million. So they almost doubled their their money mm-hmm. on this film. You know, <laughs> it's one I remember watching when I grew up too. So. Right, bit of a cult following because of the introduction of Chop Top. Yeah, though I think in recent years. 
people overlook it for three. That's good because point. three has early appearances of Matthew McConaughey. Yep, and uh, is it Renee Zellweger? Renee Zellweger. Yeah, I was just thinking Bridget Jones. <laughs> I was yeah. like, hold on, Renee Zellweger. That's it. And, and I think that that comes a little bit more to the forefront of people's minds. That's these a good days. point. Yeah, especially you know, with how big like McConaughey blew up into. Yeah, I think there was there was that time in the '90s, like I said, where. Um, some of the actors we're more familiar with in more dramatic roles, comedy, stuff like that. They they started in horror films. Uh, like I said, Matthew McConaughey. I think uh, Jessica Biel was in an adaptation of, mm-hmm. uh, of this as one as well. Uh, so like I said, a lot of younger actors that we're more familiar with got their start in these kind of films. Right. So uh, if you haven't checked this one out, check it out. Absolutely. Um, and with that, we'll probably get in. Right, we're good to get in the guts and bolts. Uh, did we leave anything out that we should... No, cool. Let's do it. Guts and bolts. Guts and bolts. Guts and bolts. Dun, 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 and we're into it. We are. We're back. We're back. Um, and like I said, this, the cool thing I liked about this too is, is like I said, how we reformatted it. Even though it's the same, it's just how we worded it. So yeah, this will be our second film doing it this way. Right. Guts and bolts. Guts Let's and bolts. Again. It starts off. You just have the credits. Yeah, it's just uh, and you know, the score. Good score. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, it it's definitely sets the the tone and the mood for the film. Right. Nothing. Nothing extremely memorable, but it's great. Like it, if yeah. it's in, it's the you know just kind of classic, almost psycho-y sounding strings. Exactly. And like, Good yeah, soundtrack. Cool. As well. Yeah. No. It's oh yeah, great soundtrack. Yeah. Um, you know, and the the red text on the black background, yep. so which we see so many times. And like I said, I think too for that again. time period, like I said, it was almost it's almost like a, an initiation. You have to put that in the film. And we get through that, and we have a little bit of a text over, and it it, it just kind of catches us up to date with uh, what the prior events that happened in the first film. So from the I guess from the time that we're watching this film, from the time that the original happened, there's about a span of a thirteen year span. Yeah, thirteen years and. What officially, the first one never happened. Yeah, they were saying that the cops and you know who did investigation. They did a months long investigation. There was no evidence. So if there's no evidence, there's no crime. So if that's the case, and this never happened, um, there was a lone survivor. That's kind of you know how the last film, the original film, ended. Um, we found out, and she's like, "This is all what happened to me. I came out of hell." Yeah, exactly. Exactly. She said she had been uh, broken out of a window in hell. Um, you know, and she she goes on to talk about the cannibal family that took her to like a farmhouse, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, you the know, first so like movie. exactly, it, it, and that's exactly what's going on. It's just filling you up to date if you haven't seen the firm's film, leading up to what's going on in the second film. But then you find out that you know there there's at least one guy who believes that it's never stopped, and that the murders you you can just kind of follow them as they've continued across the state. Exactly. And they seem to be continually happening, and that's where we began. Exactly. And, you know, the, the thing I like, too, about that, too, is, uh, like, so right before we get into the film itself, like, so with this text, uh, it leads us into saying that, you know, uh, it has not stopped. It haunts Texas. It seems to have no end. And, like I said, that's when we get the what I would consider the opening credits, like I said, the, the music score. Um, you know, and then it cuts into, like, uh, what, like, two dudes – driving in uh like this mercedes benz look kind of yuppie guys but from texas 
So they have like a different kind of twang, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and what they're doing, they're essentially shooting out mailboxes and signs throughout yeah, the local country roads. Yeah, and one of the guys, which I thought was I funny, throughout. I mean, a sign every now and then. I mean, I, I grew up in the back roads, much. Yeah, I mean, like I, I've that. shot at a sign, but come on, people's mailboxes. Yeah, and... that's that's a little bit of a dick move, but yeah, signs one thing, mailboxes are another. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, they're they're kind of dickwads anyway. Exactly, you know. So they're like, so you got two dudes riding around shooting up signs and mailboxes. We very quickly learned that it's. Rick the Prick. Rick the Prick, and uh, I think it's, the other guy's name is Buzz. So you got, um, well, like, Buzz so or Bud, something like that. It's something. Buzz, Buds, it's all the same. It doesn't, yeah. yeah. These guys really don't matter that much. Yeah, they're calling into a, uh, it, looks, it sounds like a, a radio show, essentially, in that, that area. I guess they're in the, like, the Dallas Fort Worth area of Texas. And uh, this is where we introduce to our, one of our main characters, uh, Stretch. Uh, Who's awesome? Stretch she is, is great. She she does Stretch she kills it, man. Um, like I said, you know, and I think like I said, when I think of uh, back home and just the South in general, like I said, you get these strong female characters, and she's definitely one of them. Um, like I said, super cute throughout the film, uh, but like I said, very um, you know, just she's she's strong and she's got a strong will. Right, and so they're calling up. They call in. They're t- tying up the phone, just kind of they being are. overall douches. Yeah, talking about, I guess, going to, uh, like, the biggest event of the year down in, in Dallas. Hook them horns and all this, you know. And even while they're on the line, they decide to play chicken chicken with this oncoming truck. Yeah, so you see this big truck kind of, uh, yeah, coming in the on. It's a bad idea. The, you know, the other lane on this two-lane highway. Yeah, and they, they're going to play chicken on the uh, on the radio. You know, at this point, like I said, she's getting a little ticked off. She wants to get them off the air. Also, I mean, it seems like they're kind of local. Like, they yeah. should realize that that guy probably has guns, right? Like, oh, yeah, man. Come on. If you live... I think anybody with a sense... Uh, you know, any kind of lick of common sense would know if you're from Texas and you see a truck, there's a likely odd that there's going to be a, a shotgun like or a rifle in there. Yeah. Come on, man. But, okay. So they do that and they're on the line... Yeah, you know, and... Uh, like Eventually, said, LG ends up getting to cut him off, I think. Yeah, he's, he's like, you know, he's, he's telling Stretch, he's like, you know, I'm trying, you know, and he's like, uh, you know, I guess he calls her darling and stuff like that. And she's like, don't, don't call me darling, Don't call me darling. You know, she, so right there, I'll let you know, like, you don't use little little cute words with her because she's not, you know, cut that shit out, basically. Right, and yeah, they have that little exchange, and then it cuts on to later on. Yeah. And yeah. The, the guys are calling back, and it's 8-11. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit later on, like, in the evening. They call back. And uh, but the thing I like about it, too, is because they say when they're called back, you know, it's like it's Buzz or, or Bud and Rick, uh, you know, and they're like, bright lights, big titties is what they want to see. You know, it's basically yeah. what they're there for in the town. You know, and so, you know, they're like, oh, fuck these guys again. And all they're doing is tying up the line again. Exactly. But as they're heading over this bridge... They run back into that truck they were playing chicken with earlier. And it stops them. It does. It cuts it them off cuts at them the off. like the entrance of the bridge. Really, you know, it goes, I guess, over that little uh, overpass, what have you. And then they're like, shit, get out of the way. Da, da, yeah, da. I think he even called like a sort pig of fucker. Pull- yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> and it pulls off to the side a little bit and lets them by. But yeah. as it goes by, it slams it in reverse. It does. And, and at that point, the truck and the Mercedes that these you know two douchebags are in, uh, they're kind of, I guess they're chasing, well, the, the truck is chasing them going in reverse. Impressively. And yeah, like God it's damn. keeping up with the speed and on a bridge, that's 
some pretty impressive driving, man. Consider Which, what I've I mean, seen lately. Okay, so <laughs> I mean, we're in the spoiler section of the movie, so yeah. that means it's chop top drive. Uh, no, no, it would be Leatherface was leather. The, yeah, Leatherface came out of the back, so it'd be chop top. Chop top was driving, so chop top's got some skills. Bill's got the skills, man. Oh well, damn! <laughs> See, damn. I, we should have known it long ago. But yeah, well, like that's said, right. While they're going reverse with them, somebody jumps up in the back. Yeah, and the the thing I liked about this too, like I said, if you um. You know, it was a little bit of a scare, too. You know, like, to so just kind of pop out with his fucking corpse kind of dangling. And know, this is all of, going on the radio. Yeah, and exactly. While they're while Stretch and LG are still on the radio. They're trying but, to cut them off. Yeah. And, and get them to, to hang up and ship. But. Yeah, you got this crazy shit going on. And like I said, we find out that uh, like I said, there's a corpse on the back just kind of dangling, scooping these guys. And I think uh, the passenger gets out to shoot them. Shoots him in the face of that corpse right, body, right prick. and that's when you see his leather face. Right. So and he cranks up that chainsaw. We said before, man. leather face, iconic and oh, horror. Yeah, dude. So when that when that corpse's head gets knocked aside, and you see that that's who's behind it. <laughs> yeah, and I thought it was if funny too. If you're already too. a fan, you get excited. You're yeah, like, you're like, fuck yes, man. fucking leather face. Here and, you know, go. and the the thing too is like how he teased him with that corpse is kind of like dangling and shit. Oh yeah, he was he was <laughs> fucking with him and shit. Yeah, that's but spooky, now, man. But now that his face is out, yep, here it goes. And he fucking he's got the yeah he's he's going, going to town on him and then you know as this is happening it it goes back to Stretchley and LG in the studio and they think it's like some kind of buzz saw um, and you know at this point she's trying to get them to hang up too um, yeah and like I said then goes back and he to starts it. just mangling the fucking oh, car door man, the car and he door ends up the hood right in the bud's head yeah so and then I think like I said you see that passenger at that point which is like Rick the prick he's freaking out you know ah! and then he looks over at his buddy. Whose head's fucking sliced in half, trying to keep it together, and that ain't happening. Nope, comes off. You see, exactly. You, you hear that, and then you hear it. Uh, it kind of like blanks out, and you hear her, like going back to the studio while they have them on the line, where it sounds like the car's crashed at that point too, mm-hmm. and it kind of cuts out. And they're like, you know, LG makes a, a comment that it's like uh, dead air. I don't, I don't know what happened. You know, yeah, just kind of well, cut yeah. out. Yeah. Shit. Well, what do you think happened, LG? Yeah, I'm like, come on, man. Come on. I know you're from Texas, but damn, man, come on. Right. That, I mean, that's that would have sounded frightening. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you I mean, you known what the fuck was going on. I mean, you wouldn't have known what the fuck was going on, but you would have known not good was going on. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like you know, it's a prank if it's one thing, but um, that sounded like a lot of horror. And you know, we get to see it too. So, uh, coming from the other end, like I, I knew that wasn't also a prank. how cool was like the the corpse body puppet thing. yeah i love that man you know and, and it, it gets played out a little bit um a little bit later on too with right well with i Chop think Pop. it has a name i think you're right but i, don't I think drayton I... later on calls it nubbins i hope so <laughs> i'm not be awesome. i shoot you not, I, I think I... you're right because he does ramble a lot in this film yeah oh yeah i, I couldn't i couldn't make out probably half of drayton's lines no because like half the time he's just mumbling to himself and he never shuts up no he's talking he's constantly talking uh we haven't gotten to him yet but we'll get no there. he's coming yeah. up yeah uh but yeah so we see like Obviously, like where the wreck happened. Yeah, it kind of cuts back in, and, and it's it, the next day. Yeah, so it's it's and there's like cops and shit. Yeah, you see like a little, like I, I guess like a highway patrol scene going mm-hmm. on underneath, um, like a bridge on the underpass. 
And this is where we get introduced to uh, Dennis, Dennis Hopper, Hopper for the first time. Yes, and you're like, yes, Dennis Hopper's in this film. King Fuck motherfucking yes. Koopa is in this movie. Yeah, man. You know, and like I said, he's um, he plays he a, plays the uh, most ridiculous part of this movie. He does, but I love it, man. Uh, he plays with a Texas marshal in this film. I think, yeah, or. Yeah, they did say he was a marshal or something. Yeah, they? you know, and, and like so, so you see like these little deputies or whatever the hell they are, the highway patrol come up and like, you ain't supposed to be out here. You need to go on get now. Well, yeah, because the local guy co- well, it's basically a local yokel. Two of the local guys come out, and one local guy comes to his defense at first, but that's the guy he ends up having the conversation. It, yeah, with. exactly. And the guy kind of like ushers those other two off. He's like, you know, got this. So they start talking about you know the crime scene and. You know how it's just two kids, you know, uh, acting all wild and whatnot. And, uh, you know, it's not a big deal. It's not anything that he's, what he thinks it might be. At this point, they're referring back to uh, the original Texas Chainsaw killings. And, like, throughout the time, we find out that uh, Lefty, Enright, mm-hmm. which is Dennis Hopper, um, like I said, he's been kind of chasing him throughout this whole time period because apparently he might be related to one of the, the act are they one of the characters from the original, right? And the dude keeps kind of tr- trying to subtly scare him off. Yeah, exactly. He's like he's got and nothing trying to, do with to just it. piss him off. Keeps calling him pal- cowboy, and it's obvious exactly. that Dennis Hopper's. Not he's quiet. yeah, he's patronizing him basically. And so da 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 da. But he keeps sort of agreeing with them because Hopper does kind of have the the ability to pull rank here in this situation. He does, you know, because the guy's like, you know, you don't want me to call the DA and get him down here, and he's, he's like, well, I'd like to see that. Yeah, just go for it. You know, come on. You know, and, and the thing, something. the thing too, I liked about with um, with Dennis Hopper's character in this this particular scene is he used a little bit of logic with this guy. He's like, I don't think, uh, you know, it's just two you know kids causing trouble by one getting his head chopped in half going ninety miles an hour. Yeah. He's like, I don't call that acting wild, <laughs> you know, basically. But dude ends up kind of getting the last laugh in a way because yeah. then you find out he like even agrees to to get the papers to run. Yeah, he's he's like, I got some friends in the paper who put this out because he wants to get the word out essentially, and they're they're giving him a go. You know, that's exactly what he's doing. So, because then we get to the next scene. Exactly, and uh, we see Stretch again, and she's and, like, uh, and she's coming to find him in the hotel he's staying. Yeah, exactly, and you got like a bunch of drunk guys in the background, you know, making comments, lewd comments at her, which was just it was just fucking nutters, by the way. Yeah, I, like I had. It was kind of weird because you just kind of follow outside with her, and you you wonder if there's a reason why there's all these drunk people. You know, it doesn't really and explain you... that until like until they actually have their scene together. It's like she's just in a in a hotel like hallway knocking on a door, and you got a bunch of drunk dudes. What what the fuck's going on? But when she when she talks to Lefty, the headline is cowboy chasing chainsaws. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's so like I said, they're they're poking fun at him, right? You know, it's like this got nothing to do with it. But little do they know, and and little does Lefty know that uh, Stretch is there because she's got, you know, in her hand some evidence or some proof that she's know, like, look, I got the tape. Yeah, like, this is. I heard this, this happen to these kids. Yeah, and she she makes comments about you know how like she wants to get involved more than just doing headbanger you know shows and heavy metal and whatnot, um, you know, and she's like so she wants to kind of do some real journalism essentially is what she's doing. And he's not really having it, man. He's like, you know, I guess, you know, according to these newspapers and everything else, like, he might think she's having a go at him as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we end up seeing, uh, what's his name? LG? Yeah, so like I said, right after he tells her about, you know, his morality and how, you know, he, he kind of ran out of fear, you know, and these people oh, run that's on right. fear. Yeah, yeah, Hopper's all this and yeah, that. Yeah, no, that, you know, he has like this different moral high ground that he's going to catch him by. 
opposed to like this little ho you know podunk town. He rambled on for a little bit. He does. I, I didn't. What drew me right back in was because when the scene switches, we see that LG was he's building, building yeah like an a little impressive <laughs> as shit fry house. French fry house cabin is what I put down. French I fry wouldn't cabin. have been able to stop myself from from eating it though. No, I mean you know it's it's, it's a work of art, but it looks like some good fries. Those too. look like some really good fries. You can tell they got skins on them. Yeah, uh, looks like really good fries. But oh, yeah. he built as impressive as shit fry house. He does, man. I even wrote that down. Like I said he's building a French fry cabin. Uh, but yeah, you know, then it goes to where Stretch. She's kind of like mumbling to herself. She sounds like she's pissed off, you know, because of what happened with her mm-hmm. and uh, Lefty. And uh, anyhow, she's sitting down, and uh, they're just now announcing the winner. Of the Texas Oklahoma uh, barbecue chili, chili, yeah, like the chili contest, you know. And so, like this little little old lady, she's not real old, but you know, older mm-hmm. lady. She's kind of announcing, and she's going through like certain cities and certain cooks, and she's like, "Nope, is not it this, this place. One. Nope, nope. Uh, nope, it's not this one. Is it this one? No. Nope. How about you? Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> That's right. Don't get your hopes up. I, I like how she does it because, like, says in, in true Texas fashion, and then winners from Dallas. Yeah, it's from the. It's a local too. It's from Dallas. And it's Drayton Sawyer. Drayton Sawyer is named the winner. And this is the second, second year, year in a row. row. Right? And uh, his secret's the meat. The meat is the secret, is what he tells him. Don't, and, don't and he's like, the these meat. locals love the meat, you know? He makes oh, comments dude. about it. And um, you already look if you if you're familiar with the first one, oh, you know yeah. what the meat is already. It's yeah, like, he's he's already implying that, you know, he uses probably local meat and that the locals love it. That's right. Uh, <laughs> and that's why the secret's in the meat. He's he's won two years in a row. Yeah, she even like um, I think like, there's like a little piece of that barbecue or that that chili that's dripping off the the prize. Yeah, because they they scoop it into a little bowl. Of yeah, exactly. And like she goes picking it, looks like a little bone fragment. He's like, oh, this is the peppercorn shell or something yeah, like that. One of them hard peppercorn shells. Yeah, don't worry about that, little darling. <laughs> uh, and he's just he's hamming it up. Oh yeah, he's good. like he does throughout the entire film. He oh, hams yeah. it up. He's he's the biggest notable change from the first one. Oh no doubt, because his character is kind of a little bit more in the background in the first one. Yeah. This one, he just... Everything he says is just like a mile-a-minute joke. It, it is, you know, and he... And it's just, like I said, it's not just once. It's like throughout. Every time he has a scene, he seems to just talk throughout the entire scene, whether he's like... Really, half the joke's land, it. yeah. then it's still half the scene's funny because fun. he like, just keeps going. Like I said, when you, when you actually listen to some of the things he says, it is, it is funny. He, he has a little witty banner. Uh, but then we get to oh my god! Oh one yeah, of this my is favorite scene great scene. Yeah, you see, um, I guess you see like this little I don't know chainsaw shop just kind of out in the middle of the Texas country, I suppose. They've got like a little marching band in the background. Cut right chainsaw. Cut right, yep. Cut right chainsaw. Uh, uh, chainsaw shop, and uh, like I said, you see a little marching band in the background, and uh, this one you see um, uh, Lefty, Hopper. yeah. Uh, I don't know Hopper. if we know that he's called Lefty yet. I don't nah. know if he's told anybody yet. I just I, I haven't referred to as Hopper. I mean, that's all you really need to know. Yeah, he's he's Lefty though. Yeah, Lefty and right, if you, you know, for for technical purposes. But yeah, Dennis Hopper. He pulls up and uh, he's listening to the radio. And I think it stretches uh, like her radio her show. radio show. And he, he turns it off. Enters the shop. Uh, shop owners on the phone bitching with some some guy. I don't know about what about some other person. I suppose I think is what it was, but. You Hopper hear him on the goes phone bitching. And turns on the light to the showroom. Yeah. Walks a bit in. Of a bad there's ass. just a bunch of these chainsaws oh, all man. over the walls. Well, yeah, just three walls of chainsaws. And he pulls out a fucking wad of bills. Yeah, a bunch of hundred dollar bills. And sticks it on a like fucking, a little stump, like a stump in the middle of the room. Yeah. And then he, oh my god, I like how he does this too, man. Yeah, he pulls out like uh, he. Well, he's inspecting this a is lot the of best thing. Yeah. I can't. I love how this. 
this and what it comes to later on actually They're happen awesome. in this movie. So Dennis Hopper starts checking out some chainsaws. Uh, and he's kind of just like fondling them a little yeah. bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the guy comes up and he's trying to help him out. And Dennis Hopper's yeah, not he, really... Yeah, he doesn't even say anything. He's just checking out the chainsaws. He picks him up and he kind of like, like you know, he kind of sways he's them back of, and forth. He, yeah, he's, he sways them around tests a little him, bit. Tests him maybe their, their, their weight and see what he can do with them. And then he, he kind of looks kind of embarrassed and just yeah. kind of grabs three of them. He does. He grabs and like a large of, one and two little, like little handsaw, you know, handles. And he kind of hurries out of the shop. And the guy's kind of trying to follow behind him. He's, he's like, you, like know, you can try them out. Yeah, they got gas in them. You can try it out. Yeah, they're gas log out front. Oh, yeah. And this uh, this is what I like, too, man. Like, go, I, I could probably watch this scene several times and still get amusement out of it, you know? And also, maybe the most homoerotic. It is. It is a little, yeah, it is a little homoerotic. You know, uh, and that's why I think it's it's funny, too, because of the way that, that shop owner, like, he gets his wheelies off watching him do it. Because Dennis Hopper kind of puts down the littler ones. Yep. And he gets out that That's big chainsaw. One. And he revs it up. Then he gets it going. Yeah. And he just starts flailing at the end of the log. You know, and like I said, he's not even trying to cut it like like traditionally where you just kind of go go at it. He's just wha- whacking at it, you know. Yeah, he's completely just whacking just, the end of it. Yeah. And he keeps chipping back to the shop everywhere. owner. He just, and as it goes on, the guy just keeps... <laughs> Getting getting closer and closer. He's, <laughs> you know, he's he's loving every second it's, of it's it. It's almost like Dennis Hopper was licking the end of him. Yeah. He oh just man. Licking his. He was he was loving log, every just, minute of him hacking at that damn log. And it ends with basically the shop owner climaxing. Yeah. It does. It's, exactly, man. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. So then I think it, yeah from from that scene we go back into the the radio station. <laughs> Um, and it is just actually the best thing that that happened. Yeah, it is, man. I, I do like that part a lot, just because, like, you have that shop owner who, at this point, he hasn't got a single word out of Hopper, and Hopper's is in there getting chainsaws, lays down a bunch of hundred dollar bills. Hey, and, and Hopper's about got the skills. Business. These skills come in handy later. Oh, they definitely do, man. He's not, he's not there just because he's got something in mind. But like, so when he's whacking at that fucking that log, that shop owner, man, just the whole time, just says. <laughs> He's just oh, yeah. so happy. It's, and, it's doing it for him. Yeah. In he a was, big, bad way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's his thing, man. That was his thing. I mean, get on him, I guess. Yeah. I, yeah, he knows what <laughs> does it for him. He's he's in the right business then. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it served his purpose, man. No um, wonder he made sure that Hopper knew that he could test him out on the way out. You know, you know what's what's funny, too, if, if you listen a little bit to the uh, shop owner's voice, he kind of sounds a little bit like Hank Hill. And I've been told, like, like for people who live in that area, like the Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas area, because we worked with yeah. uh, with one of our friends who had just moved back down to Texas. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, he's like, that's pretty much, the you know, that area sounds like Hank Hill and, you know, like just hanging out. Nice. But I was listening to him, he's, you know, he kind of sounded like that right there. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny. All right. So, yeah. No, anyway. We'll, yeah, so we'll anyhow, get past it, that now. It, exactly. Now, um, we go back to, to Stretch. I guess she's pulling up to the station. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got Dennis Hopper, uh, lefty, you know. He's sitting on the, the like the, the little stoop of the stairs leading up, you know, to the second floor, to the bottom floor of that station. And really, we just have a little scene where he's explain- He's like, okay, I need help. He does. Like, yeah, he's kind of out of options at this point. And he's he like, knows, oh, we, we can do this. Like, yeah, he knows that she's got, a, you know, some evidence, some hard evidence. Um, he wants her basically to play that tape on the air, and she's like, you know, I can't just do that. There's, you know, some, there's some legal issues, the FCC, blah blah blah. 
you know, but he's like, well, just find a way to get it on the mm-hmm. air, essentially. And well, you know, he mentions too that he thinks that they're in the area. Like he says, they're here. Oh yeah, they're here. Like this has been going on for like the past two years, essentially. That's how yeah, he you knows know, they're yeah, there. The, we we need to call them out. Yeah, and, and like I said, he gets a little bit more credence to why he wants them to do that. He's like, you know, this will give the cops a little bit more evidence that these guys are here, you know, because they're just being dismissive. Like these are accidents, mm-hmm. you know, these are not accidents. So they essentially agree to do business. Like she's getting to do some real journalism. And he's getting basically some free press, you know, to get that on the air. And we go over to Drayton. Yeah, he's in, in the chili truck. He's, he's, in the, <laughs> he's in the chili truck. Oh yeah, so he's just gleefully just it. rambling about his his chili, and he's just he's uber excited, man. He and won again. His, yeah, he's having a good time in his chili truck. And then we cut back over to Stretch in the yeah. in the station, and she's playing the tape. Yeah, and she's like, I want to dedicate this tape to Lefty. Basically, is what mm-hmm. she says, and so she gets to playing it. And it goes back to Drayton in the in the chili truck, and he gets and a phone call. To, yeah, yeah, he gets and a it's phone from call. The boys. It is from the boys. So the boys at this point, I would assume, are Leatherface, and what well, we haven't seen Chop Top it yet, but that's essentially whoever the driver was. But it's, he calls them the boys. Yeah. So it would, yeah, it'd be, you know who it is, you just don't know who it is yet. Exactly. You, you and know he, who he's referring to, though. Exactly. And I'm, I'm assuming, just based off that. He's getting word that the tape's You're being played. You're not supposed to call me on here first. Yeah, exactly. Don't call me on here. This is no joke. You know, you guys basically just jerk off and listen to the fucking radio all day. And, yeah, they're calling to let him know that they're playing the tape. And he kind of swerves in disbelief like he can't believe they're playing it. I think he cuts it even onto that radio station mm-hmm. at the point. Yeah. Uh, and we, you go back to the station, and she's beating the system. Fucking yep. LG's kind of getting on her about it. Yeah, exactly. And, like, she's like, yeah. look, it's a request. Like, she like said, there's nothing against the rules. The time. Exactly. Like, but you know, she, apparently they've been getting a lot of calls, like distress calls, people cussing, etc. She's trying to sign off, you know, of the air. That's the end of her radio program for the night. Um, but yeah, anyhow, I, I think he even asked her like if she's wanting to. Maybe go out for like some drinks or some shit like that. Afterward. Yeah, he comes on to her. He does, and she turns. She turns him down, and he ends up. He ends up heading out. Yeah, he. It wasn't off. necessarily because of that, but that. I think just in general that she played the tape, and like now she's kind of blowing him off because of all the shenanigans that have been going on since then. Um, yeah, he just storms off, and after he storms off, she almost immediately gets a call. Yeah, exactly. It's just a, nothing on the... Well, here's where we start getting creepy again. Oh, yeah. Uh, this Good is point. great. Good point. So then there's some noises. Ha- there, the call's silent. Yep. Then she starts hearing some noises. Yeah, Heads exactly. down. Heads down. Yeah, she's she's kind of walking throughout the studio at that point. She gets down basically to like the, the lounge entrance or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I, I would I say it's a lounge entrance. It. Yeah. Waiting room, whatever. And... Here's Chop Top. Chop Top, man. Entrance of Chop Top. And he, this dude's psycho. You know you know the thing I like about him? This is how they introduce him. It's just the way he, he's like sitting on the couch. He's like, uh, I, I, I'd like to buy some uh, some airtime. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. It's just like uh, how he gets to doing that. You're my fave. Yeah. He just, he, exactly. He just, he's already weird fucking guy sitting on a couch with his Sonny Bono fucking wig. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we learn it's a Sonny Bono wig, but <laughs> I love it's it, just man. weird hippie hair. Like exactly, you're, you're he just looks like a, a he looks like oh, a burnt man. out hippie. Yeah, he, he looks, looks fucked he, up. He looks kind of zombieish. He really. does. His his skin is really pale, almost gray looking, and he keeps he he has a he has a hook. He does. He has like a um, a coat hanger so, essentially. So he or does a hook. this continually. Like we can't mention the amount Not, of times he does this throughout the movie. Yeah, and he because this is a constant <laughs> nervous tick. It is. Uh, and he will constantly take this coat hanger hook and 
and I think he uses like a lighter. sanitizes the end, I would guess, yeah. or like heats it up with a lighter, and then flicks picks, his bick. Yeah, flicks his bick, <laughs> and then scratches at a at a portion on his head that yeah. you can't see yet. Not yet. But then he like kind of tastes it too, doesn't he? Like he like a little piece of skin or whatever. Bit of it. Like there's usually like like a tiny little bit of skin attached. Exactly. And he'll pull off that little bit and he'll eat it. Yeah, like he's already into to some weird shit as is. And he'll be constantly doing this while doing all of his other weird shit. Yeah, like he's, he's just, doing a lot of weird. Shit. He's rambling about you know her being his favorite, blah blah blah. And the way I like it, like she's just stunned in disbelief. She's like, "Are you fucking crazy?" <laughs> you know, she's just you know we're closed basically. Like I said, he's just rambling, and all she can think is. Are you okay. a fucking crazy? We're closed. Yeah, and he's like, "You're my fave. Me and yeah. my, me and my brother Bubba. We me love and Bubba, you. we love you. You're and my like, favorite." And he's and like, "Music he is on. my life." He's like, "I was always too too embarrassed to call in, but yeah, he said, like, now I'm I here. could do a request. Yeah, maybe I'm here. I could do it here. Exactly." And then he asked, like, "With what is that Iron Butterfly?" Yeah, the Anagata. <laughs> what's he? He calls it Inagata. He calls it something. He calls it wrong. He calls it like Inavita de Gata or something. Yeah, like that. exactly. But then, yeah, then he's like, you know, well, can I get a tour? You know, yeah. he wants a tour. And she's like, okay. And she gives him a tour of the desk. <laughs> it's fucking funny, man. The way she just, she's like, here's, here's like oh, a lamp. She's here's... like, okay, it's really quick and it ends with the exit sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like, she's horrified. She ain't taking this shit. No, because. But she's horrified. And this yeah. guy's scary. Yeah. He's like, like, I was thinking about it. Like, Looney it's kind tunes, of man. a funny scene. But if you're sitting there having to deal with this guy, like, it's, it's midnight. Exactly. It's past midnight. You're there by yourself. You're there by yourself. You get these weird calls with nobody on him, and then you hear weird noises. And you and know some weird shit's already been going on. This guy, exactly. Now you got fucking this dude. Yeah, this guy's fucking. And, and like, I like her her snarkyism too because she is snarky, but she does it in the way where it's where it's you know it, she's being she's patronizing him. And you know she's like she's showing him like here's this here's that and he's like, oh yeah that's pretty cool you know he's like he just like he's agreeing with her right and she's like, all right and he, it, one of the lamps he just knocks out of her hand he does so he just he slaps just, it here's a lamp slap uh, yeah yeah she gives him a tour of the desk like okay there's the exit <laughs> and he just he keeps being fucking weird about it he's yeah like, I like how e too like X I T and she's like all right good night good night <laughs> you know they just changed that like a couple of times she's like right, uh, good night. You and know, they just, just keep keeps doing walking that. Good just night. at her. Keeps walking at fucking her. Fucking weirdo, man. And like, oh, is this a is this a vault for the golden oldies? Which I yeah. thought was really funny because vault for the gold yep. the oldies. Yeah, see, yeah. I like it. Ching. And as soon as you walk in front of the vault, boom! That's the first scare part, so man. Because he comes face. full force. He does out of nowhere, just chainsaw, chainsaw up, misses blaring. her. Yep, misses her. Nicks our boy in the head, and you're like, shit. Yeah, you're like, God sparks. damn. Yeah, you do see sparks fly off his his skull. Knocks off the wig, which was obviously a wig at this point. <laughs> oh yeah, we knew that. <laughs> but he does. He like he nicks that. I guess he's got like a metal plate. Looks like metal plate, and, and she takes been, off. And he's been picking at the edge of that, and it looks yeah. slightly infected, even a little. It's bit. fucking like, yeah. You see, like like we're still part of his his you know his flesh and hairline, and and where the uh, the metal plate starts, like he's been picking at the. The pieces were like like right around the edge of that metal plate, and he's been eating it the whole time. So he's been self cannibalizing him, you know, himself essentially. Right, uh, and he's pissed because Leatherface just fucking damn yeah, his like, head. God damn it! Yeah, my you and know he's like burns, you burns his brain. <laughs> now I'm flashback. Yeah, now I'm uh, flashback. he says some funny shit, man. I always I always thought like said some of his little his little witticisms, man, are funny. Yeah, 
napalm. He, he says, you know, crazy shit like that. But she runs back to, like, I guess, like, this supply room that has, like, this big closing door. Yeah, and she locks herself in. Yeah, and you him. see where, like, it's a leather face at this point. He's, like, you know, chasing he after. He her, and he's just going wailing at, at that door. door. Not doing shit to it, but just yeah, wailing at the door. Exactly. And she's, you know, she's freaking out, man. She just wants him to leave her and alone. And this is where you get the dog wheel hunt. Yeah, dog wheel hunt. As get that bitch in it. You know, leather face, dog wheel hunt. And he's just fucking around because he's like, Leatherface has got this. Yeah, exactly. He's done this countless times. Like, I ain't even worried about this. So the whole point of that was like, he was just setting her up so that Leatherface would come in and just do away with her. And and as uh, the little scenes where they cut, cut cutting back to him, uh, like fucking around in like the, uh, the album vault and shit. Yeah. Uh, it always reminds me of like the cutaways to like, uh, the gremlins in oh, gremlins yeah, yeah, yeah. when they're just fucking around with different shit around the house and like point. causing trouble and shit like yeah and same kind of same time period too when you think about it uh, and I mean gremlins is a really really good dark I love comedy. that I love that like, movie yeah so it makes sense because this is very dark comedy especially yeah, in these no moments doubt. here no doubt but you're right yeah a lot of the back and forth uh, but yeah like I said I think it kind of cuts back uh, between like I said uh, you get Chop Top basically just saying his little witty you know, remarks like the dog will hunt and then Leatherface just whacking at that door. And then she, she repeats, repeats a, a mantra like, you know, they, they live off fear. They live off fear. And mm-hmm. she keeps repeating that to herself. I guess they kind of calm, calm herself down. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, she, I'd be fucking freaking out too, and man. And Leatherface just kind of has a tantrum outside of the door. He does. He Look, Leatherface is kind of just a giant child, by the way. He is. If, he, you, uh, if you don't realize why, this before. I think part of his nickname, Bubba, kind of gives it away too. Like that generally refers to kind of like a man child. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, you see LG return. Yeah, LG's like returning. I guess he, uh, he's got like, I guess, a couple of styrofoam cups with drinks in them. He notices that truck, and I think he starts to walk up and hawks a loogie on it, and you know goes into the entrance and he starts to walk up the stairs and he notices uh, Chop Top trying to rifle him through like these old forty fives or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" You know, shit and like that. Then he just gets ambushed by Leatherface, knocked down well, anyway. The thing I like what he says to him. What Chop Top, he's like, he while he's asking me, you know, mm-hmm. what the fuck you doing? He's like, lick my plate, you dog dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just says some silly, you know, silly oh, shit throughout. Uh, but yeah, like I said, then then that's where Leatherface comes in through that door at the top of those steps, again, knocks him the fuck over. Because he's awesome at that. Probably. Oh yeah, it just he bull rushes him. He's uh, scary motherfucker. Yeah, and then Chop Top kind of stops what he was doing with those records and picks up a, a hammer. Uh, and then starts whacking the shit out of LG. Yeah, and just going to town on him. It's kind of. It doesn't really get really like graphic like no, you no, would. No, no, no. Like some some recent films that you would typically see. You now. don't really see like the skull caving nah. in, but they keep adding more and more blood. Yep, and it's kind of graphic and shit. like. It's kind of graphic in the in the it just beating on his head and you getting like really close in on the terror and shit like you it's, do. It's kind of fucked up. It, it's a terrifying scene because you got like so you got Leatherface hovering over you with that chainsaw buzzing, uh, and you got Chop Top going to ha- you know ham on you with that hammer. And like say he he is it's like the more time he gets whacked, the more blood you see. He starts to twitch. Leatherface that- goes back upstairs. I was going to say, this is where it also starts to get ridiculous again. Oh, yeah. Because you start <laughs> getting this this kind of genuinely terrifying bit with Chop Top. Exactly. And Leatherface ends up coming through the wall. Yeah, like because he cuts out fucking with that door. And, yeah, you hear kind of like a little rustle from the wall. And, yeah, he does. He busts through that wall. 
and starts to come out her with the chainsaw. And there's like and a, she's backing up, she screaming is. and yelling, screaming. And she's she's good at what she does. She she's perfect scream yeah. queen. But yeah, she's backing away, just yelling her bloody murder. And she she backs up through, she backs up through this water trough. Yeah, that's it, all it, filled up with ice and drinks. <laughs> she's going to ham on and it and gets all wet. All and she's wet. on the end of it. Yep, long ways. So she has this she's in between the, her legs. She has saw this approaching. giant wet trench. Yep, that Leatherface <laughs> then sinks his long saw into. He does all the while getting her wet. Honestly, like they make it extremely obvious what's yeah, going on. Yeah, there's right there here. is I mean, if there's innuendo, that was definitely it, you know. Uh and he basically fucks the trench for a little bit with his saw. He does. And I think she she makes a remark like she's like asking if, if he's mad at her and stuff like that and then she's like well, like, how good are how you? How good are you? You know, and then he starts to kind of he like gets all kind of excited about it. Yeah, he does. It, he's, he's kind of dry humping <laughs> with his saw. He's feeling it. Like he's he's getting some play. And I I think he comes. I think it would be implied. I mean, considering some of the films we have seen with the saw, you well, know, I think he comes, and it's at that Vinny point did. that he really he revs the saw back up again. And yeah, and then he goes like, ham. Yeah, because he's kind of. He's kind of, for those out there who have seen it and would get the reference and otherwise just between us, Ichi the Killer-ish, yeah. where he's confusing sexual feelings with killer feelings. Yeah, he's, he's in that, that, that weird state uh, at, like after uh, Vinegar Strokes. He's like, yeah. <laughs> like now what? Um, clarity, maybe? Yeah, well, his, yeah, but his feeling clear is like, I'm going to take Toward, off some fucking heads with a yeah. chainsaw. That's how that's how he gets his stress out, you know. But no, you're right. He he does. Then he goes like ape shit, basically. Like so, revs a saw, starts sawing everything in his path, uh, including like the booth room and the studio. Yeah, he goes nuts, but he doesn't get her. No, he doesn't. He leaves her alone, but he's like going ham. And on then everything he goes the back downstairs and yep. lies about getting her. Yeah, because Chop Top. Chop Top's asking, "You get that bitch?" You know, blah blah blah. And he he, yep. he doesn't say anything, Leatherface. He just kind of nods. He just kind of agreeing with him. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, and, and then they take uh, LG's body. Yeah, I guess they're like, you know, they got a bonus kill, you know, and I think they're commenting about his meat or something yeah. like that. They're going to use him. I mean, he's got a little bit of a gut on Yeah, him, I mean, so. you know, he's, he's, he's healthy. Yeah, so they're going to take him. He's going to be the next batch of chili is what I'm guessing. Yeah, I think it's a good implication at that point that these boys are about getting some meat. Yeah, so they, like I said, they're, they're taking oh. off. They, they, uh, I guess they get him in the back of the truck. And uh, that's when um, Stretch comes out. Us out of that. Yeah, they're they're peeling out of that, and uh, Stretch, Stretch is like, they can't get away. She just keeps repeating that they can't get away. Oh, and she's pissed. And she's pissed because Lefty left her there. Like, that motherfucker's late. Yeah, and she goes down. I guess she's almost late. in those words. I don't know if she cusses. But yeah, she's just, she's she's generally close, pissed off right. that he's not there. She did all that, and this is what happened. Uh, she gets in her jeep and starts to to go after the boys. And they're, you know, they're a good little distance, not too far away from her, but enough to where, you know, she's getting she's left behind a little to, bit. Yeah, she she has to go now, or else it's not going to happen. Basically, exactly. And uh, so, the, you know, she pursues them into like this amusement park. So, so yeah. there we are, Texas Battleland. Yeah, we're at the Texas Battleland amusement park, and like so, we see a, like a, a sign earlier on in the film where there's two douchers shooting up the sign. You see it kind of you know, as they're panning back to the radio station. But anyhow, she's yeah, she's just pulled up at the uh, the amusement park. And she's running after, trying to follow. Yeah, she like she gets out of her her jeep. She sees it. Uh, I guess the truck kind of go like around a corner. She starts to follow it on foot, and then 
as she's doing that exactly like the lights to a station wagon come on and now she's getting followed so she's like running through certain parts of the amusement park through like these i don't know like these metal almost like rib cage kind of styled dickwad almost runs her over like three times at least oh yeah and it's ta-da it's lefty yeah exactly like god damn it lefty so yeah she eventually stops at this point where he's like hey yeah the truck's like kind of Still driving off. She stops. He gets out of the, the station wagon. He almost gets caught because if they would have looked behind oh, right yeah, there, they it would have been so fucked. easy to yeah see them both. Easy. Exactly. And so anyhow, they, they traded, you know, like... Hopper's kind of an idiot. He is. He plays kind of a dead. But the whole point was like he was telling her that he used her, uh, you know, and he's sorry, blah, blah, blah. But he was using her Well, you find that her. out here in a second because yeah. she stops oh, right yeah. on a trap door. She does. She, she stops as she's like recognizing that it is Dennis Hopper's character, Lefty. You know, and she does. She goes through like this little trap shoot, and uh, he walks over. He's like, "Oh my gosh, blah blah blah." He walks over to her, and she's like hanging on to these vines, and he gives her like, was it like a? He, well, he gives her a hand, yeah. Yeah, like literally a hand. Yeah, it's like it's like a, most of an arm. Yeah, and he reaches weird. down a hand, and she holds on to it for a bit, but it ends up breaking off at the wrist. Yeah, exactly. And she just kind of goes down these series of like these. I don't know these tr- these tunnel shoots and one of the more comedic moments because it's like the the shoot keeps just going like it she does. stops for a second at she a just moment rolls, like keeps rolling like down picks it. A, like picks up a skull or something and, you and think, then it goes again throughout right. the whole film too she's wearing like this this little Daisy Duke mini you know blue jean cutoffs little top mm-hmm. you know she like like normally There's she would have took they try to show off her ass at, well yeah especially down here in the in the Texas battleland well yeah exactly and like so she goes down you're right she just keeps Going down these endless series, <laughs> fucking slides and shoots, and uh, but she eventually hits bottom. She does. She like breaks to the bottom. I guess it takes her to like what I would call maybe the catacombs of that amusement mm-hmm. park, essentially. But yeah, then she's she's basically down there, and she's out, and we cut back to Hopper. Yeah, Hopper. Uh, he returns back to his station wagon, and this is where he gets out the chainsaws. So okay, I wanna I wanna just hit it on the head right here. Remember how earlier I was saying that. This and House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, are the same movies. So Hopper is, what's his name? Officer Wydell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we especially see that here because Hopper, we see here, definitely has some weird God-savior thing. He's some holy anointed one sent to... He's the right hand of God, essentially. And he's just becoming the monster to fight monsters. Yeah, because like I said, he's already run out of fear. He don't. He already knows all this. And by the way, now that we're in Texas Battleland, this yeah. is basically akin to any time we're down in Doctor Satan's lair yep. in House of a Thousand Corpses. That's a good point. Or any. Uh, Anytime when they're doing like the performances in the beginning, when it's all kind of weird and shitty, like this is all very much those two two bits. You know, that's that's a good point because there there is there are a lot of similarities between those two characters. And that's and I mean, uh, and that's not to take away from either of these. Like obviously, no, this came not. first, and Rob Zombie is a noted fan. Yeah, uh, so it, it, it's uh, you're right, and, you, it's and no surprise, everything's a remix, and he those movies are fantastic. I think, I mean, they're some of my favorite. Like, oh, I'm not I trying love to get that. Yeah, no, no, I, I, no, you're right. I mean, you can see where he's paying homage to this film, or you know, prior but this films. This is it. Like this, yeah. this is exactly where you're, he's getting that influence is straight from these movies, and it's it's almost like staring you in the face. Well, kind of give some that. of our listeners too a little bit piece of history of maybe where he gets inspired from scenes or characters, etc. Uh, but yeah, so but Hopper. So after we yeah. see him sort of calling upon God, yeah, he exactly. he kind of 
he just he just place, he man. just he fucking he Leroy Jenkins is the place. <laughs> he's, like, he's like ah, he's just going in. You no, know? so here's it's the funny. thing, like. It would be kind of like maybe heroic or something if he knew the family was just like just on the other side of the door. But no, no, man, they weren't. <laughs> Dude, this Texas battle and like this this thing takes place over acres. Yeah, it's a big place. It's, it's a, a complex. Big place because he revs up a chainsaw and they don't even hear him. You're right. For ten minutes at least, yeah. Because there's a good period where he's twenty minutes. Like so, we'll get to where he, he he's really getting into. But yeah, there was like he's he's full blaring yelling. He's yelling, he's raising a chainsaw, and he's just running in and randomly sawing at support beams. Exactly. His whole intent, he like says, hey, I got these support beams. He's gonna tear it all down. And uh he's he like so there's a lot of spider web, cobwebs. This place has been run down for a while. He's chainsawing the bunker. fuck out of all of them. Yeah, and then he goes over to like it's this um this wall that has um, kind of a, a mural of a scene, like maybe from a bat from that battle, that Texas battle. Yeah. But then there's like blood pouring from the from that wall, like a crevice maybe in in that mural. And uh, he starts inspecting. He gets closer to it. And, and he, he tries just saws it open. Or does yeah, he kick it? I open think he does. He... he kicks it open. Like he hears he hears like something in the behind the wall, kicks it in. There's just like a gush of fucking entrails and gore yeah, and it's blood. Just like a giant gut holder. <laughs> exactly. That's all that was going on. There's. It was gut storage. A vast amount of gore and guts behind that wall. Which looks awesome. Oh, it was gnarly, yeah. And it pisses him off more. He's like, I'm in hell or something like that. Yeah, uh, essentially, like, he's he's in the bowels of hell, essentially. And he and he just keeps screaming and running on. Yeah, and like I said, and then, like, Which he, just... he continues. <laughs> I want to point out right now that this is awesome. It's amazing. This only gets better. Yeah. But from what we see is that he never stops yelling and running no. and sawing. The timeline, <laughs> timeline-wise, for this all to make sense, he has to have kept that up for probably about twenty minutes before we Easy. see him later on. Yeah, because you're right. He, when we go back to him, you're right. He's still doing what he was doing earlier. <laughs> you know, he's, he's just raising, raising hell, man. So we'll see him again here in a little bit, and you'll you'll see or you'll hear exactly what we mean by that. <laughs> but Stretch wakes up. And she's down in the bottom layer of the catacombs. Yeah, and she's surrounded by, you know, like, it's corpses. The, is that, it's the butcher room. Like, yeah. there's the... Meat hooks. Yeah, meat Body hooks, parts bodies. being hung. It's pretty uh, gnarly, it's, man. Yeah, it's gnarly. It's cool looking. Yeah, like, I think you can even hear, like, uh, Chop Top and, I think, Drayton in the background bullshit about whatever. Um, you know, but uh, I think eventually they enter that little room that she's in. She's kind of tucked in behind some barrels, like drum barrels. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I guess they're just carrying on about meat of some, you know, for whatever reasons. Can't remember exactly what they were bullshit about. Uh, I, I think I think when you first barely can barely hear them, uh, Chop Top's bitching about his head. Oh yeah, because yeah, he's got to get it fixed and it's going to cost him money. Oh yeah, they carry on about yeah exactly about. And Drayton Drayton's a fucking tight fisted motherfucker. Yeah. He, he he holds on to every penny he can until later on. But, I think yeah he can, he kind of carries on later on about taxes. But and every other t- stuff. well yeah but every time he can he's bringing up money and how he's losing money on this or that and I think that's the very first instances you hear him getting pissed off that oh, yeah. Chop Top's gonna need his head fixed and shit. 
Yeah, you're right. He's a tightwad, man. Um, I think we even see Leatherface go over uh, to like a corpse that's on the ground or body right, well, that's on he, the ground. He instructs him to cut him thick. Yep. Uh, I think Chop Top does. Or no, it might have been Drayton. It might have been Drayton. Know. I, I, we know that he, they're in the business of cutting some meat and mm-hmm. you know, for obvious reasons. And we but, know it's LG. Yeah, exactly. We we know from this point because they drug him down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got LG on the ground. Uh, Leatherface picks up like a little electric... Uh, meat carver, mm-hmm. you know, tool, whatnot. Like he might goes, use for carving the, the turkeys. Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, he goes, to, I think he starts cutting parts yeah, starts, of his, his thigh or his hamstring. And at first you're like, them. oh, that doesn't look too bad at all because, especially because they're actually hiding most of yeah. it. But then he'll start holding up these skin pieces. Yeah, and, and it's like big gnarly. slabs of flesh, you know. And, and he's checking some out and one of them yeah. sort of sets aside and another one he kind of likes a little bit more and hooks Hunk, it, hangs yep, it up hooks on a hook. Uh, I think, um, yeah, at that point, too, like, so as as he's, you know, hooking him, I think he goes to saw off, like, part of his face, too, and, um, you know, she, uh, you gotta imagine, too, like, Stretch, she's still in that corner, observing all of this, she's seeing her friend LG getting sawed well, up, man. Here's the thing, she, I real, I thought she knew it was LG, but later on, she yeah, says that's something a good point too, yeah. that indicates she doesn't know it's LG till later on. What, yeah, because she didn't see him get, you know... Taken uh, or anything like that. Yeah, she was she was there for the aftermath. That's right. a good point, too. But she does observe, like I said, this... this but this I thought acts, it was... But, L- yeah, she doesn't I thought know she knew it was LG, too. Uh, it would be assumed, uh, but... Uh, until that was said later on. I'm like, oh, well, that's weird. Well, it doesn't really change that much anyway. Because nah. she's kind of acting like she knew it was LG anyway. Honestly. Yeah, she knew that something bad was happening. And you know, like I said, so... But Leatherface um, is checking out the dead skin mask. Yeah, and he's got the mask at this point. Yeah, and and like she like kicks over like these little bars or whatever. That's she's on all the... freaked out. He goes over to inspect. Oh, yeah. He's gonna get mad. Yeah, and she's she kind like, of no, calms. She no. calms him down. It's weird because I think she has like the, that little sexual control over him. As well, uh, yeah. Well, and it seemed like to me too, like the her just being that assertive like female dominant yeah. force. And for she a tells there, him too. She's of. like, "It's no good. No yeah. good." You know, and it's weird because then, then she's like, she's kind of, I guess she's trying to plead to get out of that situation, stuff like that. I even think like um, Drayton and, and Chop Top kind of come back in there, you know, carrying on about what they were carrying on about. And uh, I even think they're like, you know, what what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And he holds up the face. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, I, I got the face. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, and we all know that this is Leatherface's thing. Like. He's yeah. got the face. Oh, yeah. Happy. As long as, you know, if Bubba's happy. I mean, yeah, Bubba's Bubba's doing work. He's still he's, cutting meat. He's me. the baby of the family. We got to let him have his toys. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's he's man-child. Right, but uh, so it, it, at first it looks like he's trying to help her by, like, disguising her by putting the the, the dead skin mask yeah. <laughs> on her and then uh, LG's hat as well. But... Instead, he puts the skin mask on her and the hat and starts dancing with her. He does. He picks her up and they start kind of, like I said, doing little dances. And he's not the worst dancer. No, he he can carry his own weight. He's not the best dancer. No. He's a bit forceful. He is. But I he have wants seen to take the lead. Dancers. Yeah, he wasn't stepping on her toes. He was just taking the lead. He wanted her to spin a couple times. He wanted to spin a couple times. But yeah, they get the dancing. It was kind of weird in that 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 sense too. They like, said so that they were carrying on like that. Um, maybe that was like his his ritual, like a, a mating ritual or whatnot. <laughs> it's weird. I, I mean, he digs her though. Bubba yeah, he does. Um, that, was, that was his girlfriend. But he has to run off, and so before he does, he ties her her arms kind of behind her back. He does because I think, like I said, there's you know you got Dennis Hopper up there carrying carrying on. He cuts that support meme, and it, 
It causes like a little disturbance while they're dancing. That's what. And they haven't them a quite bit. figured out what's going on. They no. just know that portions of the place are just kind of falling apart. Because yeah. this place is huge. It's a monster of a complex, especially it's when a, you see her falling down that trap. Yeah, you know it's how large a it is. Gigantic place, and he just entered in a random entrance. Yeah, and he's just cutting his way through. He just yeah mowing down, man. And it's mostly just like he's not even directly affecting him at this point. No, they're getting like chain reaction effects where yeah be like maybe being down in a mine shaft <laughs> or something like that you get little residual effects from from the top layers which yeah. is why i'm saying that he is doing this for at least like 20 minutes he, like say, he, you're right man again. he carries on for a good minute uh yeah uh so where were we at so she's tied up yeah she's tied and up she she tries to run out the door but you see she's actually tied to the ground and shit yeah and she's it's actually kind of disturbing because she still has the face and on the, and his hat on and shit and she can't quite reach up to do anything no. so her arms are kind of like weirdly flailing she is around. she's trapped man uh it's kind of a disturbing image it is and then um <coughs> like i said then you see our boy pop up he's kind of fucked up he makes oh, like geez, little groanings. yeah he is man he he just likes it. he kind of pops up he sees her. Um, he sees her with with his face on his on her. You know her face. Uh, anyhow, he he tries. I guess he tries to calm her down a little bit. He's like, you know, darling, don't be scared. Yeah. Uh, he stands up, and I guess he gets a knife. He or managed some to shit. get a knife and cut her free, though he almost stabs he, her because his, his brain's all fucked up. Yeah, like, he's loopy he, as shit. And he can't quite do things right. And yeah, he and, almost and it's, stabs it, it, the fuck out of it her. It does take him a few attempts before you can even get that rope cut, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it he does. does it. He does. He gets it. And then he kind of falls over and lumps. Dies. Yeah, he does. He lumps over, kind of looks at her, and then he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, and that's it for him. And she puts the face back on him. She does. She takes her his face off her. Oh, it's only <laughs> Puts it back on, proper. puts the hat back on, and, you know? Only proper. I love you, blah, blah, blah. And then she, yeah, then she just kind of darts off. Then we cut over to the family. Yeah, the family are down. Uh, and like it's another little section away from where they were at with her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Drayton's pissed because the place is falling apart. Yep. And there's shit falling in and dirt is getting into the meat and they're losing money that way. Yeah, he is. He's going on about the meat. And, you and know. he's kind of pissed that Chop Top isn't helping because Chop Top's kind of just giggling maniacally listening yeah. to the radio pressed right up against the side he's of his just, Yeah, exactly. Like he, he expects more out of Chop Top. And he knows that Leatherface is man child. He needs to step it up. So yeah, we find out. You know, like I said, the families, their business is falling apart a little bit. Yeah, and then like I said, we go back to Hopper. And he's, he's continuing to saw away. Shit. Yeah, exactly. He just like I say, just carrying on. And then she goes like through these like series of tunnels. Um, you know, as like I said, as Chop Top and Drayton are kind of carrying on about you know the meat and whatnot. And this is when Drayton starts going off. He's like, uh. Goddamn taxes! Keep doing the taxes. Yep. Fucking criminal crooks don't pay taxes. Politicians yeah, he's don't like pay the, taxes. The, the the middle class or the working man always gets you know has to get taxed. Blah blah blah. But he he he's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know he's right. But he's saying that you know the working class man has to pay all the taxes. When criminals and the, the the elites and wealthy don't have to pay any taxes. And this is also you find out that Chop Chop wants a, instead of a Texas battle land, he wants to turn it into Nom Land. Yeah, Nom Land. <laughs> he does. He's carrying on it. He's got what we what we thought maybe is it Nubbins? He said. Oh, he's yeah, like carrying nubbins. on with nubbins. <laughs> you know, but you're right. He's carrying on about Nam and and Napalm and whatnot yeah, and he's going he's doing his nutters just little thing and it's yeah. amazing bill mosley he's so good fantastic. man because you would honestly think that he was that fucking loopy in real life 
but Drayton ends up sending him after the stretch because she sort of darts through the scene. Yeah, you know, and they're like, did you see like so, like some kind of critter? And he, I think Chop Top even was like, he killed her earlier today. Yeah, he and, already killed her once today. <laughs> you know, and there she is again. You know, I think he, like, he's poking fun, basically, mm-hmm. in another phase. But yeah, he, uh, you get Drayton, you know, I guess getting uh, getting him to chase after her. And then uh, we see Hopper. We go, we go back to Hopper, you know, going through that upstairs part of it. And here's the touching scene for Dennis Hopper. Yeah, this is the part where, uh, for him, his character makes a little bit more sense because we see him walk up. To a to a, a corpse that's been there for quite a while in a wheelchair, who's a character from the first film. Yep, uh, we find out that that ca- the person in the wheelchair's name is Franklin. Um, he like I guess he knocks like this flashlight that's next to him. It turns on for a few and then it dies, dies. off. Yeah, and then he's like, you know, I'm here for you, brother. You know, he kind of carries on about you know him being there. He, you know, he can rest in peace. He's going to carry on the work, get rid of them. Mm-hmm. You know, whatnot. Which He's Wydell oh, getting yeah. revenge for his brother. For his brother, yep. So we find out that Franklin was his brother, like Sir Franklin mm-hmm. from the original. And I guess the girl who survived might have been like his um, his niece or something like that. So anyhow, um, you're right. He he becomes a little bit furious too. Like at this point, yeah, like he gets pissed off. Holy he starts shit. renewed. Yeah. I mean, he never really quit, but no, no, no. renewed it bigger. Just, you're right. He he got his brother. That's one piece of the puzzle that he can complete you know he can get past now he's going to carry out his work uh i mean he vows to take them all to hell you know at that mm-hmm. point i'm gonna take them all to hell um, and he starts cutting his shit again yeah he and does. lefty's still running around and she hears the chainsaw getting revved up and yeah she gets away spooked. from it yeah because she, she pops out that little tunnel into like a longer hallway of, of that tunnel she does she hears like I said, Lefty, carry on. And she turns down this long-ass tunnel, Running. which is awesome. I like it, it. I like the scene. So this entire place, the set design, is amazing. Yeah, it, is, it really is. I don't even know how to describe it, truly. Uh, but there's a lot of... There's a lot of shit that's inspired by the stuff that was actually found at Ed Gein's place. Yeah. Like, there's... Uh, one of the favorite, my favorite things I saw was, like... Uh, a body that was like suspended over an opening yeah and it was sort of stretched out except the arms and legs were separated from the torso but they were still stretched and looked like they were supposed to all be attached and then there was a lamp placed inside the torso and it was just the skin and so the light shone through so it was all kind of illuminated up it's pretty gnarly yeah like so, yeah. It's it really, really fucking cool, morbid, man. but it's really fucking cool looking. And this entire yeah, tunnel she's is running. just scenery porn. And that's what I like about it too. Like I said, she's running down that narrow, like that hallway or that tunnel complex. And like so, you see all this this stuff off to the side, but it, it plays a significant part of uh, like so the Ed Gein. Uh, and it's just, and it looks like a bunch of other victims too. Yeah, like you oh, start yeah. realizing, like this been going on for minutes. Killed a lot of people. Oh yeah, this like, has not been a small amount. These oh, are. No. They've got this figured out. They've been doing this for a hot minute. Yeah, and she gets down to like the other end of that tunnel, and then our boy Leatherface pops <laughs> out, and he's already full blaring that chainsaw. And I didn't bring this up before. Yeah, but the first thing he does when he jumps out is something we've actually seen him do. Uh, probably about six or seven times by now into this movie. Right. But did you notice the little jig he does? He does. With his chainsaw? He's always lifting it straight up in the air above his head and sort of like shaking he himself. Does do like, he, like he does like, a, like, like a little, his own little trouble shuffle. His little dance. He's like, <laughs> he does. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm here to like play. If I, if I ever get enterprising enough, 
I might like try to cut like all the times he does that in this movie into a nice little video and throw it up on. That YouTube would be a lot of fun, man. You could you could have all kinds of fun because with that. he does it a lot of times, and he's it's this very distinctive little. It is. You're right. His little <laughs> mannerism that he does when he pops out. So he does his jig, and then he chases after her. Yeah, and she like she she books it, man. She's like you know she does her her scream. She runs back down where she came from, and they pull a Mad Max Fury Road. Basically. Yeah. Oh yeah. They go <laughs> yeah. exactly straight back where they came from, all the way back down the tunnel. Yeah, and that's where um, you know Hopper's where still carrying on. Hopper's still carrying on, because cutting it's shit down, beam, yeah, cutting off collapses. her escape route, basically. Yeah, it collapses him from the rest of that tunnel, and they just kind of stop. Like they they just she and Leatherface just. Stop! They're you know they're observing that that tunnel collapsing. Oh my god, it's so funny. She just turns around and she's like, "Okay, well let's talk about it." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about it. And she basically just starts like treating it like a breakup. Yeah, you you know, <laughs> it is because, and I, I guess in his weird, his weird little mind, she's that, like, "No one's failed. I just can't do it anymore." Yeah, I mean, he, she's gonna cut him off. She just got to cut it off right there. She's like, we just need to talk about the like. I'm trying to talk to the, with you like through this or something like. We're that. gonna be adults. She is honestly like trying to treat it like a breakup, yeah. and it kind of just has Leatherface just like stalled in his tracks. But then Chop Top and Drayton show. Yeah, they kind of break up the little parade, and uh, she gets blamed for doing all the const- the destruction. That's who. That's what oh, Drayton yeah. thinks. Oh yeah, well Chop Top starts going off. He's like Bubba's got a girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. Like, He's teasing Leatherface. Drayton's going Drayton off about the damage some, to the whole. I, I want to say that Drayton right here has some very, very choice lines that I thought oh, was yeah. really, really great. Uh, he's like, "Oh, it's all about the cock and cunt swindle." Yeah, exactly. He, he's right. He's like, he's, he's like, he's talking about, um, you know, the fact you learned that, about S E C X. Yeah, sex. S <laughs> E. CX. It's funny, man. No, you're right. Like, so that's just some of the stuff he he kind of carries on about. But uh, it, it is funny, man, when you get to realize what the hell he's actually saying. Oh, oh, what's he say? He's like the you don't know, you know, he's got you can choose one one of two things: yep. sex or the saw. Yeah, sex. Right. Well, nobody knows about that. <laughs> the saw. The saw is the family. saw's family. Yeah. Um, you know, and like I said, the whole time too, you, like you get Chop Top teasing fucking Leatherface, you know, like, oh, Leatherface can't do it. He can't finish her off. <clears throat> no, 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 he can't. Yeah. You know, and so Chop Top gets like, I guess like this little, oh, like not a little bone, but it's a bone. Yeah. Um, good. And he knocks her the fuck out. He does. He knocks her out. He can't like one, two, bam, knocks her out. She's gone. Um, and then this is where, huh, this Wake is... Wake up and it's dinner time. Yeah, it's dinner time. It's dinner time. This is where we start to get to, into mm, some I freaky shit. Time. Yeah, so Stretch is handcuffed uh, to the table, like this dinner table. And this is amazing. Oh my God, this is amazing. The whole, the whole, my, so many whole bone, like furniture bone... Still scenery porn oh, everywhere. Awesome, everywhere man. you look in this entire scene, it is like you. You could spend a lot of time just looking at, like you said, at the scenery. This is what really they've one done. One of the reasons this is one of my favorite movies because it's just so well crafted, especially it's awesome. for how sh- it's not a shitty movie, but it's how not. it's a kind of a shitty movie, kind of. I mean, you know, when you think of, uh, well, when I think of the original, like it's it's a lot more terrifying than this one for for certain but this one like i said it has i like it because it's, it has dark humor in it it has dark humur and it still has elements of the terrifying it does Chop top it a does. lot of the time is pretty terrifying no but doubt some of the situations they put stretch into are pretty fucking terrifying when they're just yeah. in her face being insane like 
Yeah, I mean, it is very terrifying, the fact that what she has to get go through at times in this film. Like I said, this getting back to what we're where this scene is right here. Her being yeah, okay, so it's tied yeah. down to this she's table. Tied down yeah, to the dinner table. Big she's long dinner table. She knows nothing good's coming. Yeah, she's fucked, man. At this point, and, and uh, Drayton's going a mile a minute. He is. So yeah, it's kind of hard enough. to pick out everything, but it's mostly a lot of exposition. You find out that Grandpa's 137. 137. Yeah, and then, and then I think you hear like. Uh, Chop Top's saying like, "We love you, Grandpa." You know, yeah, stuff yeah. like Chop that. Chop Top's bringing out Grandpa, getting you. them all ready. Well, him and Bubba both are. Yeah, Bubba is helping. Grandpa's got helping. a pimp ass, fucking crazy gothic ass wheelchair. He does, man. Uh, but we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, but. he's like been, like you said, he's 137 years old. He's been living off of uh, like some kind of serum or some kind of liquid formula Diet. or some shit. Yeah, which uh, sounds like brain juice. Is what we're we're going to get to. Oh yeah, <laughs> but uh, he used to he used to be in the the cattle killing business. Yeah, he was, he was the a, master. Yeah, and I mean, this is something I knew even before I ever saw this movie. But I mean, he used to whack him in the head with a mallet. Yeah, and, and that's, that's what, what he was that was for. his job. Yep. But then all the plants in the area went to automatic. Yeah, it, everything got modernized. They started using you know modern technology to, like you said, to down cattle, and that kind of what would cause Grandpa to just stop what he was doing right and it was, i mean overall it was more humane but you know there are accounts of some of these guys who've took a lot of pride in their work at yeah. the time that got drove out and because they were one hitters like they were doing the do- job just as good as any fucking machine like yeah i, I know what you mean it, it's it's a weird paradigm yeah but this is what this is what happened to grandpa we're getting a little bit of history and uh yeah so the modern technology kind of drove him out of, of like I said, of what he enjoyed doing because he was a master at it. Uh, and he just kind of up and quit one day. Yeah, he did. And that was that was kind of it. Uh, and all this time, Leatherface is kind of trying to calm down. He stretch. Is. They got. They got. He's kind of trying to be comforting and tender, but he can tell that he's in the he end. Is trying which to console side her. He's going to. It's weird, man. And they even like kisses her and shit. <laughs> and then, uh, like he brings her down to Grandpa. Right. So they bring her down, and they're they're setting her up for Grandpa. So yeah. grandpa can get the kill. Yeah, so she's they kind of got her like pinned down over this bucket, like this metal bucket where grandpa eventually is going to whack her in the head and kill her at least what we you know. But he keeps kind of dropping the hammer. <laughs> he does, There's a couple but, times he swings and too. misses. He does. Every time he gets it he kind of drops it and he he slowly kind of comes to life too. I know I was I was going to say it's like it at first say, you he, you can't tell if he's real or not, like if he's even alive. Like, it felt like he wasn't trying to miss. Yeah. But the fact that it was still making her more scared was getting him doing off it a for bit. him anyway. Yeah. yeah, like I said, that was kind of bringing him maybe back to his, his former self when he was the one hit quitter. <laughs> you know? But you're right. He, uh, but he gets that pops hammer. in and gets in a couple whacks. And she he starts does. bleeding. And I thought, I mean, especially upon initial viewing. She I've seen this a few up. times now. But yeah. initial viewing, I know I thought she was dead. Yeah, you're right. She uh, she gets whacked, a and they of act times. like she's dead, and they start gathering up some of the blood that's draining to feed to Grandpa. Yeah, because she's already slumped over in the bucket. And then you get our boy back in. He busts in. Hoppers uh, yeah. still going to town. He sings. He's like singing a hymn too while he's in those tunnels. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. I, you know, but I think even uh, Chop Top kind of replies back to say, him. Like, he recognizes it because he listens to someone. Well, Chop Top recognizes it and does a parody of it yeah, back at him. he does. Basically calling uh, Hopper a sheep. I think you're right. I think it was something about sheep. I, if you're, <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. Drayton kind of gets pissed at him that he's kind of doing that whole mockery, you know. 
But it's but also right. kind of funny because this entire time, like, Hopper keeps his prim and proper government agent oh, yeah. look and stuff. And the entire time... <laughs> and Chop Top is this dirty hippie. Like, extremely dirty hippie. Like, oh, he, like no I'm doubt. not... No, he's a dirty hippie. Like, he looks diseased. So, yeah, like, like I said, he's pale, nasty-looking man. But and he's <laughs> doing back the, you know, a, a version of this hymn meant to... Yeah. And it's, you know, the entire scenario society-wise that play out that that hymn was made for. It's awesome. But Hopper pops in. Yeah. Oh, my God. When he pops in, I think he, he like, he said he's confronting the boys. And I I think that's when Drayton kind of, like, he's kind of going at him. And she pops her head up out the bucket. And she's, you know, she regularly, like, lefty. And he's telling her, he's like, you know, you need to run, sister. Well, and Drayton thinks that Hopper was sent by a business rival. Yeah, exactly. He's like he's a he's even asking him like if he's from like this health health food. Oh he goes like he's like uh I can't remember exactly uh, how he phrased where it. Where are you Hopper. from? He's like, I'm I'm the Lord's Harvest or yeah, something. Exactly. I'm the Great Lord's are Harvest. Are you kind of or something? <laughs> health like, food. That? Is that a new health food joint? Yeah. I thought that and was funny. Like, and so he keeps trying to buy him out. He's like, look, he whatever. He's a business guy. He's like, look, whatever they're paying you to come down here and strong arm me, like, I'll him, pay off. I like, got cash in hand. How much, you, how much you want? And he's like, yeah, let's make a deal. But that's, I mean, that's not what Hopper's <laughs> here for. Hopper oh, has no. that chainsaw going. He comes at him. He gets Drayton up the He ass. gets him right in the asshole. And it, it's funny, it, you know, I mean, it's, it would be super painful, man. But he does. He nails him right in the asshole. This is, okay, this is <laughs> awesome. So this this movie fucking pops off and goes to amazing, awesome levels right here. It does. I like I like the whole, this whole chase scene. So, yeah, this, this is. This is like what I would consider probably the, like, start to get into the climax of the film right here. Uh, we got Hopper, Lefty, going after Drayton and the boys. Gets gets Drayton in the booty hole. This is just as ridiculous as it's going to sound. However, it is also far more awesome than words can ever do it. Yeah, we'll try to pinch a little bit of a scene. So you got to imagine that they're in the bottom of this amusement park, decorated with corpses, and you know they're at this long dinner table. Just a you know, like I said, a gothic looking scene. Drayton just has gotten it up the ass by the chainsaw that that by a chainsaw Hopper's wielding. Hopper has one long chainsaw. Yeah, he has another smaller one strapped to his back, and another smaller one strapped down his right leg. I would say maybe a little bit smaller or around the same size. If you're familiar with uh, Ash from Evil Dead, like the chainsaw he uses, he's got those smaller ones Mm -hmm. are about that size, and he's got a longer one that he uses too. You're right. Um, However, he's otherwise in like this white suit. Yeah, essentially. Uh, and it, so he he chainsaws Drayton up the ass. Drayton goes. He crawls up underneath that dinner table. The dinner table. Yeah, uh, and, and then I that's believe, when uh, Leatherface and Lefty start getting into like this little uh, dueling action with chainsaws. Well, Chop Top falls back, and in the meantime, he hands the hammer to Grandpa. Yeah, he does. And I think even Grandpa starts to like go toward him. Yeah, <laughs> Leatherface, like you just said, Leatherface and Lefty. Start getting into a chainsaw duel on yep. top of the long ass dinner table. It's pretty boss too, man. I, I like that because they do. They jump on top, and you see Grandpa with the hammer, kind of looking up at him like he's going to hit. You yeah, know, he's going to do lefty. something. He's trying to figure out what he's doing. And the whole while, uh, Stretch, he's getting chased by Chop Top at this yep, point, Chop running Top through the tunnels, is running after Stretch. Yep. And so you have awesome camp action going on on top Around of the, the dinner, dinner table. table. Yep. You have actual terrifying horror going on in yeah. the chop because top Because you do have stretch. that chase, and she's like, 
She's just trying to get the fuck out of that whole scenario. And he's not and necessarily interested in just killing her. No, he's teasing her, man. He's like, he likes the chase and he, uh, he's enjoying it. And then underneath the dinner table, you have <laughs> Drayton. Drayton. Yeah. Uh, Drayton mentioning how it's a small businessman that always gets it in the ass. Yeah, and he goes on too about his hemorrhoids. He's like, ooh, he got me my hemorrhoids. It saved me a doctor trip. Kind of saved me some money. He's like, but it, it hurts or some shit like that. He makes mention of like the fact that he might have done him a favor by getting some of his hemis. <laughs> uh, and he pulls Nubbins down. This is the time when I think we find out his name's Nubbins. I think I, yeah. he calls him Nubbins. Because it is underneath the dinner table because the whole time I guess chopped Top was, had been wearing it and fucking around with it. And he starts digging through Nubbins' shit, and he's like, he's where's like, that he, fuck you, Charlie, that I put it, in ex- here? Exactly. It's like his last-ditch effort to, to whatever, save whatever little last pride he's got. Yeah, he's like, where's that fuck you, Charlie, I put down here? And it cuts back up to the top of the dinner table, and Hopper kind of gets the better of Leatherface. He does. He, I mean, he and fucks him up a little bit, too. He, he stabs that big-ass fucking chainsaw through, through Leatherface. Through his stomach, yeah. Through, all the way through the back... You and know, it gets it's long there. as fuck. <laughs> yeah. And it's some really good gore effects. And they do like this weird little like almost like a glory shot where yeah. they turn a couple times and you can see it sticking all the way through him. And, and he's like... struggling with it. But it gets kind of caught in him. Yeah. And Hopper lets go of it. And this is when he goes to dual wield. This is why he tested them earlier. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. he takes off the other two and he revs them both up. <laughs> and he starts dual wielding Leatherface. Yeah, he does. While Leatherface, who has a chainsaw in his fucking stomach, in his stomach, out hanging his out back. his back, yep. is fighting back with a chainsaw, yeah. continuing the duel. I guess technically at this point, Leatherface is also dual wielding. I, th- I, you know, I, I can't remember exactly what Leatherface is doing, but I, I just know he got fucked up. I mean, seen bad. He's technically holding two chainsaws. Yeah, man. Even yeah. if he's only physically using one. Jesus so. Murphy. Yeah, he he gets fucked up in that scene. But, you know, so we go back to, I guess, Drayton up underneath the table getting that grenade. And I guess he just kind of lops it in, in Well, a what happens direction. is he finds a grenade and he pulls the pin and he's holding on to it. And he's not quite sure what uh, he's kind of deciding what to do. He's like, and he's he's Isn't giving himself like this last yeah. little speech and this last little soliloquy to himself. <laughs> and saying something about Vietnam again and this and that. And it cuts back up top and Grandpa throws the hammer yep <laughs> he does now the yep. hammer misses lefty and hits leatherface it knocks leatherface back mm-hmm. and when he does that he drops his chainsaw the chainsaw goes blade down through the table and gets drayton in the back oh yeah which causes him, him to drop it to exclaim out yep dropping the grenade which goes off Killing Hopper while he's celebrating his victory. Yeah, he is. He's he's on top of it, like I said, with that <laughs> that victory pose. As uh, just as that's happening, like so, we see um, Chop Top and Stretch going through like this. Uh, I guess like this this ladder that's going up through this like little tunnel, and you see you hear that explosion and that rumble effect that's coming up mm-hmm. while they're climbing up those uh, series of stairs. And once again, this is. This transitions, so the beginning of the scene is kind of terrifying, because he only has kind of like this little blade yeah. that he's following her with, and he's not going for kill shots. No, no, no. He and he is slashing. constantly following her, just slashing at the back of her legs, Yeah, and he probably gets her 
like sixty he gets times over the course of this lot. scene. He does. He is just constantly harassing, and she is in torturing her so much pain, and he's just feeding off of it. There, there's a little scene I think where, while they're like climbing through those tunnels, she pops out and she gets like the one of the lamps, and uh, I think she knocks that the light out and actually electrocutes him a little bit in his skull. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucks him up a little bit, and then she takes off. Uh, she runs. She sees an exit sign. Is what she sees. Yeah, uh, you know, which is like okay. Ends <laughs> I at the get exit. It. Yeah, it ends at the exit. She's seeing her tour, yep. which is, you know, it's funny. I can I can see where that's going. Well, and she handed him the lamp that he knocked down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like uh, said, that's so when she that, gets that, out that there. Explosion they, occurs. Yeah, they go up. He's following her still, slashing at her still. She yeah. almost kicks him off a ladder. Buys and, herself a little bit of time. And at that point too, you got to think, man. Like it started that whole scene where she got there and you know, got chased and fell through the trap. That started at a. After midnight, because she was signing off mm-hmm. from the radio station, so we know this happened after midnight. But when she and Chop Top come through the top of the complex, it's daylight, so they're yeah, in it's the light out again. And it looks like it's like it's been morning for a couple hours. It's not just breaking dawn. It's you know they've been up for a little bit. Um, but yeah, you're right. Um, she gets into the tower. Yeah, she does. Like I said, he's been chasing her up those stairs. She kicks him. He's like hanging onto those rails, and she gets at the top of that thing. That and structure. She goes in, and there's this room, and there's like the shrine. Yeah. And it looks like there's this desiccated corpse there. And you instantly in the know center. It's grandma. It's grandma. You grandma. Know it's grandma. Yeah, and grandma's got something in her hands, her dead corpse hand. She's got a yeah. So she's been doing this for a while, or this has been going on for a so while. So here's the fucked up thing, though. Okay, so grandma's sitting there, dried up, desiccated looking corpse. <laughs> You instantly know it's grandma. We confirm oh, this. Yeah, like we know Chop Top says it's grandma later. Because uh, he ends up bursting back in. He, he does. He bursts back in. He's coming at her. He's got the she blade. She goes. She rests the the chainsaw out of out of grandma's hands. And it looks like it might have kind of broke one of the hands or something a little bit. Yeah. I, like like I said, he, once he gets in that room, he uh, he's I think he even starts calling her like a hog bitch and shit like yeah. that. But he's uh, like, no, get he away from her. He cuts his throat. Like he oh should, yeah, he's he's pretty gnarly. Yeah, he's trying to fucking terrify her. He's cutting his yeah, because he's he's leaving these big and like she's just staring at him, kind of like wild eyed in horror. And uh, he's like, "It's like death eating a cracker, isn't it?" But the more fucked up thing. So she's grabbing it. She breaks God. it. She breaks it out of Granny's hand. Yeah, the pisses time him he's off. Like getting him away from Grandma. After she breaks it out of his hand and pulls it over to the other end of the room, while she's sitting there revving it up. The only reason she's able to even start trying to rev it up is because he goes to check on Granny first. Exactly. He's checking on Grandma. When he goes to check on Grandma first, it moves and looks at it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I was thinking. I was like, holy shit. Is she still alive? What the fuck? And she looks at him a couple times and then stops moving. He goes, you killed her. Yeah. So she was alive. The whole time, yeah, while she was up there in that tower. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, because you look at her and it's uh she looks like I said a decrepit corpse like um the crypt keeper, <laughs> yeah. you know. That's what you look like. Uh, but he does jump on top of her and just starts stabbing the shit out yeah, of her like, so while she again, gets that chainsaw revved up. She gets sliced the fuck up the whole time she's trying to crank that chainsaw. But she ends up getting it. She finally gets it. You're right. She guts him, kicks him off, back down the chute. Yeah, and and the funny too thing like he rolls down it perfectly back down that little tunnel chute. And uh, once once that happens, she does. She starts to kind of like how the how the first one ends, where she's just kind of crazy. She the she's the new queen of the chainsaws. I wonder if she's broken now. Like that's the thing. Like she got her head bashed in a little bit. Yeah, like man. she might have some brain damage. She's been traumatized. Think about all this series of events that happened 
It's just a short time period, you know? Like, she's the one I would follow. Oh, yeah, no doubt. This. Like, did this turn her into the next one? Like, That's a good point, because, like I said, as she's celebrating and, and kind of flailing the chainsaw that she just fucked up. Which is kind of funny looking, because it is. I, I feel like maybe they should have found, like, a different prop chainsaw for her or something, because yeah. you can tell that she's kind of having a little bit she's of trouble. She's struggling a little weight. bit. Yeah, she's struggling a little bit. But she does manage to... Eventually hoist it up in yeah, celebration. Yeah, no, she gets it up there. Yeah, she's she's going for it. And, and the scene too, they kind of, it's like a panned scene. So you not a close up of her, it's kind of a pan. And then it just kind of cuts out. That's the end. Yeah, that's the end. <laughs> oh, that's that's Texas Chainsaw Massacre too for you folks. Yeah, it goes into um, your closing credits, a Stuart Copeland song, I guess, when he broke up with the police, and that's basically it. Um, but you know, like so the, the the entire time I was watching this film, like because I had seen it when I was a you know a much younger kid. Um, it's like I, I don't re- recall a lot of this stuff with uh, with Hopper with it's, it's, you know like the whole um, investigating the crash scene with the kids and stuff like that. I just remember him more so like I said, just going in there with that chainsaw, hacking at the amusement park, mm-hmm. and uh, you know various scenes, but not really knowing the full context of it. So you know coming back and watching it several times definitely helped refresh my memory, and I enjoyed right. watching it again. Yeah, no, it's a fan. I like I said, I love this movie. Uh, it would be my favorite of the entire franchise great, if it man. wasn't for the genius of the first one. Yeah, I'd say it's always going to be liked, hard to top. Like, I liked the remake. Yeah. Uh, they've done various remakes, and they've had some good ones, man. You're not, no doubt. They're, they've all been fun movies, in my yeah. opinion. Um, if you, if, I like playing as Leatherface in Mortal Kombat 10. See, there you go, man. It's good times. Like, yeah. Iconic figure. Um, one, when I think of, um, like I said, your villains in horror films... I think of my Freddy Kruegers and Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers and then Leatherface. Um, even, and you know, we have to, we haven't decided quite on what movie, but we know what franchise we're hitting. Yeah, next. it's um, so it's another iconic that. figure pops up. Oh no doubt, man. Should we just leave them guessing on this one? I think we should tease them a little bit. Okay, so it's just another iconic one. There's there's a couple. Yeah, like the figures are very iconic, especially the likes of the villains throughout. Uh, the entire series. There's an even an iconic, uh, I, without giving too much away. There's an iconic piece of the film. A, oh, uh, a uh, yeah, a, a trinket. Let's put it that way. A trinket of sorts. I guess that's the best way to put it. Yeah, without giving too much away. But it it, it unlocks a lot of mysteries of the films. And that's yeah. It un yeah. It unlocks a lot of mysteries of the films. It brings us to our, I, I guess, the antagonist. Yeah. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it because this is this is a, a series where I'll I'll come back to every so often. Probably not enough, but I'm looking forward to delving back into it because for me, like I, I, after watching um, you know Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two, it made me want to watch Part Three with uh, Viggo Mortensen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't call it necessarily Part Three; it was called Leatherface, uh, the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre oh, Three. Right. Um, but I started watching a little bit of that, and like I remember. You know, bits and pieces of it. Like, not as much as I would have, per se, watching this one. But, uh, yeah, it kind of makes you want to go back into watching these films. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, So, we'll leave it at that for what we're doing next. Yep. Uh, But, as always, you can always email us. Yeah, give us an email. uh, Squirmcast at gmail.com. That's S-Q-U-I-R-M-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, which is generally going to be the way that we can update you with the most stuff. Yeah, I think we're on there Uh, more frequently. Fried Squirms, though, there... 
Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes so that you never miss anything. You'll get it as soon as we post it. Yeah, well, we're on SoundCloud as well. You can find us uh, underneath Fried Squirms. Right. We're still working on getting you other ways to to get at us. Uh, I feel like I made us a Twitter at one point, uh, but I'm I'm pretty sure we were out there in several different uh, you know social networks. But if I had like, we'll get to that. Well, yeah, no that'll doubt. be there soon if we haven't done it already and have just forgotten because we're idiots. I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff going it's on. Possible. Right now. Yeah, it happens. Uh, we're going to try to be back at you next week after you hear this. Possibly, possibly not. It's the holiday season. Things might happen. Yeah, but, but you know. it's our intent, and we love you. Yeah. Do we love them? We love them. Okay. Yes. We love you. It's all about that. <laughs> but, yeah, we're like, so we, we look forward to the next episode. We hope you guys have a good night. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what he said.